Live from NYC, human suplex machine. The one and only king. They stream it and they scream. It's the Tash Show. Everybody hacking, everybody just wants more with the action. Hip Hop Jones got the music blasting. Better watch out, it's all he's asking. Over like Rover, he keeps it real. He's no joker, original. He's no poser, no competition. He's the owner. There I'm moving speakers closer, cause it's time to tune in to the Tash Show. All right, what up, what up, what up? Here we go, a little Tuesday action, Tuesday edition, Taz Show. Coming straight at you, full throttle, off of a Monday Night Raw, off of a Raw Rumble this past Sunday, off of a special that we did this past Sunday. Get into that in a second. That was a post-special, three-hour deal, as you guys, most of you guys know. Welcome to the show. If you're listening on the audio on demand or podcast version, I appreciate it. You're doing that at uh, TuneIn or Spotify or iTunes or play it, obviously. Maybe you're listening live over at TazShow.com where you can interact with each other there in the gimmick chat. You could be doing that. Maybe you're watching the VOD, the video on demand. You could be doing that. Nub clips or full 30-minute segments of the show. So, anyway, you're doing that, you're supporting the show, I appreciate that. Maybe you're buying Blue Apron, ordering food. That's big support of the show. Support the sponsors, or the show will be gone. Anyway, we're going to start on a positive note. So, uh, <laughs> kind of quasi-joking about that. If you want to call the show, that's a very easy process. You guys know how to do that. It's very simple. Attention hotline fans. Just dial an 866-475-2948. That's an 866-475-2948. 2948. So, uh, yeah. So, we're coming off of a Raw, which I want to get into right away, and off of a massive debut on Monday Night Raw, which was uh, pretty wicked. Want to get into that? People calling the show already, get into that. But before I do all that, I want to thank everybody who uh, basically uh, watched or listened to the three hour post show that we did here. And we did over at CBS Sports Radio on all the terrestrial stations uh, throughout the United States of America that CBS Radio owns. Uh, so I want to thank everybody at WFAN in New York. Uh, that's where CBS Sports Radio, the main hub is, too. I want to thank all the folks over there for opening doors like they do all the time. We do a special there. And I want to thank you, the audience, for listening or watching live live. The numbers are insane from what I understand. Um, so I appreciate that so much. You know, I'm not big into talking about the numbers of my show, how many downloads I got. I'm so over. You guys download me all the time. No, I don't do that. I don't do that. I don't do that. I don't, I don't, I'm not into that. It's not my style. But I want to thank everybody for the support, and I mean that. All of you people. You people! All of you. Also, I can welcome to the show, the producer of the show, and that is uh, the Dennis Jones, the Lumberjack. Timber! Good moment. Good moment, Taz. Yes. Speaking of good moments, we will have Mike Johnson will be on uh, later on on the PW Insider Report here on the Taz Show every Tuesday. So the Mike Johnson will be on. Don't worry about that. We'll also have some Facebook live action a little later on, fourth quarter city. God. Dude, this is just the open of, like, setting the table, Dennis. Do you yeah. realize this? Big day today. No, but it's, it's like all, there's so much to do here. So much to do and not a lot of time. But it's almost like every day. I mean, all those things I just hit are you're, things that happen every day here. You're a busy man. <sighs> Rover knows. Who's walking Rover? I know. I, I walked in. There was poop and piss all over the place. What, I think we left on? him here this weekend. No, I know because he, you know, no one walked him. At the, the, this whole the hallway. The, the, I get emails from the boss. The lobby. There's dog poop everywhere. Crying Brian's fault. Yes. 
Ryan Bryan, without getting to the details. Big day. Yeah. Big day for him. Well, yeah, big day. You might actually owe him a dinner. Oh, yeah. You might have to order him some Blue Apron. Yo, and, and good just, thing we get some three free lunches. Just use slash, just go to blueapron.com slash Taz Show when you do it. Make sure you do that. Oh, yeah. You might owe him a little bit, right? You might want to just say yes, thank sir. you. Thank you, Crying no, Brian. Just much, say the words. Much thank, thank you, you Crying Brian. Yes, M- many a yes, thanks. Yes, yes. Yes. <laughs> All right, we're moving on. So, um, so look, it, uh, you know, it's crazy, man. I mean, obviously, I talk about this big debut. Most of you guys know what happened. Um, Samoa Joe. My man, the Samoan submission machine, Samoa Joe, he made his debut last night, which I have to say I thought was excellent. Um, I thought the way they booked it was excellent. The, the, the misdirection, run-in, street clothes deal, attacking, drilling Seth Rollins while Triple H is in the ring. Excellent. Excellent booking. Uh, we've seen this kind of stuff done in the business before. Out of nowhere attack. Get your heat. Loved it. Loved it. There's nothing wrong with it. You see it happen sometimes, but it was great. This was placed perfectly. Good job, WWE, on this. I got to say, good job. I also, I've been the guy saying that, you know, you're not going to see Triple H a lot. Okay, you're not going to see him once we, we saw the music hit last week, right? And, well, we can't, I don't remember, I, I don't know what I said or didn't say. You might have said it, Dennis, that he'll probably be at the Raw after the Raw Rumble. Okay, so that that's correct. I got to be honest, I never saw this coming. The Samoa Joe, uh, you know, alliance with my, with uh, my call, with, um, I'm saying my call for a reason, I'll get to that in a second, with uh, Triple H. Okay, obviously, former NXT champion, Samoa Joe, all this stuff. Uh, so it's a smart deal, alliance in essence, where Triple H is going to use Joe as his heavy. Okay, and now I know that, okay, because Michael Cole said that on the air. Now, I don't think Michael Cole should have said that unless he was told to, in my opinion. Okay, he might have been told to say that. I think it kind of upcuts it a little. I think it's a great opportunity. And Cole and I used to do this together all the time. We work together as per direction from Vince McMahon. I, I think it's a good opportunity to put qualifiers on that. Oh, we, we can only assume. We can do, I, I mean, unless I missed something. Did Triple H say something off mic? Because we didn't see Samoa Joe and Triple H shake hands. We didn't see them embrace... We didn't see any of that. Nothing. Okay. So, all I'm saying, I, I know some of these silly-ass, you know, uh, news uh, copy-paste websites say Michael Cole and I hate each other because I said something, and we don't hate each other, okay? I communicate with the guy. We're friends. Um, I, my kid comes home from school yesterday, and these are high school kids. They don't care about wrestling, but that might be changing. Because my son is telling me that some of the teenagers are starting to get into watching wrestling again a little bit. Yes. Yeah. So, it's just, he said to me, and my kid don't. He goes, Dad, what's the deal? Did you and Cole were friends? I go, excuse me? Because, yeah, my friends are telling me they're showing me these screenshots of you making this bad face. Michael Cole holding a microphone. You said something on your show that Michael Cole hates you. I go, he doesn't hate me. Probably just dislikes me a little bit. I'm, no, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> no, we have no problem. But anyway, I, so that's why now I got to like be careful when I critique his work. Because it's like, oh, you do hate him, and he hates you. That's not true. You understand? Dennis. Makes sense. All right, I was talking to you. Please, I'm listening. Please, sir, I'm talking to you. You have to pay attention. No. So, um, listen, I just feel like Cole should have put a little qualifier on it. And I'll probably get a text from him later. But um, <laughs> I feel like he'll put a little, he should have put like a little bit of a qualifier on it. Instead of saying that, unless it's something he was told to do. I got to tell you, from working with Michael Cole all the years I did, 
he's very very diligent about stuff like that like he, he, you know he really really is careful about um you know upcutting the story and upcutting the talent he's huge into taking second fiddle uh, meaning the talent should always say it first or do it first point is i would rather have heard or seen uh, Triple H either said it last night or on social media today on one of the WWE accounts or on his own Twitter account um, or or on Raw next week or SmackDown, whatever, tonight, which he's not going to be on SmackDown. But, you know what I mean? Like, I just think it's always better. I think Cole would agree. Mike Cole, if he was here, he would agree. It's always better for the talent to say it. Um, that's why I'm starting to think that maybe Cole was kind of directed to hit that line a little bit, to be honest with you. But whatever, I don't want to spend too much time on that. But I, I, all in all, I thought Cole had a great Michael Cole had a great call last night, even though Raw wasn't that good of a show. Uh, it really wasn't that good at all, uh, for the most part. But but that that last segment and me, you, and Anthony, Anthony, I should say, were talking before the show, and Anthony said, he goes, you know, that that deal at the end saved the show, and I agree with him. You know, he's he's right. Um, so you know, I, I think something happened also. It's very important to note a little thing. You know, I'm big into little nuances and little details and stuff. And if you watch Triple H, what he does, once Samoa Joe comes out and gets all his heat on um, on Seth Rollins, okay, and he's beating him up and all his jest, Triple H did something very important, okay? He never, ever, never, ever touched Seth Rollins. That's a little thing that's vital, and that's why Triple H is a smart guy. He knows what he's doing. And he, cause he and he left without touching him. He said some stuff to him while Seth was down. We call that in the business, leave him with the heat. You leave with your heat. Now you hate him even more. See? That's another thing. Greg, go ahead. What's up? I think Michael Cole actually said that, too. He was, like, as Triple H was walking up the ramp, and he, like, Cole was like, he didn't even touch him. Like, he had Joe Dute. That's smart. See, that's smart. That, that I, I didn't notice that Cole said that. But that's smart. Because it's an overview, an observation by one of the announcers, in this case, the lead guy in Cole. And that's smart that he said that. Because that's what you do. You, 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 that's how you really get the heat. Now, I got to tell you also. Now, this past weekend, was I was kind of, it was like Taz Slump City. I was wrong on so many predictions. It, I, I, I've been in a slump. I mean, I've been wrong. I've been, I've been right a little bit, but I've been wrong a lot lately. And it sucks. I don't know what's going on. Um, but I got to tell you, and, I, and now I got to apologize again for something because I kind of said when Triple H comes back, you watch, they're going to position him like a baby face. And he shouldn't be. Seth Rollins should be. Well, I was wrong on that again, too. I was wrong. Yeah, I was. I was wrong because the way the WWE positioned, you know, uh, Triple H last night, he was positioned as a heel and properly as a heel. He really was. So I just, I like to, you know, I think keep it real up in here, as the kids say. You know what I'm saying? Keep it real up in here. So I, I just had to point that out because I don't want someone saying, you said that Triple H would be a baby face. They would push him like a baby face. No, I was wrong. I was wrong about that. So I, I love the angle. I love that Triple H never touched Samoa Joe. I, I also was wrong on something else. Jeez, it's unbelievable. It, 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 nonstop. Wrong on this, wrong on that. Left and right, right, left, up, down, back, forth. Day, night, cold, hot. I can't catch a break here. Someone called last week. I don't remember who. Taz, if Samoa Joe is in the you know, Raw SmackDown, where's he going to go? What do I say? SmackDown. No. 
Wrong on that. You're going to wrong. I'm starting to think that since you came aboard this show here in 2017 happened, Dennis, that you jinxed me. It, it feels a lot like that. Yeah. Well, feels like you're a bad luck charm. No, no disrespect. It really does. And I got the red hair. I got the leprechaun thing. You'd think that I would bring you some luck. Yeah, somebody referred to you on the uh, social media as a ginger version of uh, the captain. Remember the captain? Buy a hat. Yeah, that's what some people said. That's not an insult. Yeah, I know. I hear you. You want to be your own man, though. You want to be a captain. I do. Well, we can work in a stable. The captain disappeared, bro. Well, that's what I'm saying. I'm, I'm lost without a rudder right now. I work with a guy every day for almost a year. Every day. And the guy just disappeared. But he's busy. He's doing some good stuff, so there's no heat. I, I, and I haven't reached out to him. But I'm sure he's busier than me, so it's, it's no problem. No! Um, so, <laughs> no problem. It's, it's my fault. It's all my fault. Anyway, back to back to Raw. So, I, I really like that Triple H left <clears throat> the heat. I like that it's a, just a great way to debut, um, you know, Samoa Joe. So now it's also a way, if they want, to my point a couple weeks back, you don't have to have Triple H on Raw every week. You don't. Now, Triple H also, before this attack, cut a, a really good promo. And he kind of was, he did a good job of where promos are today, where you're kind of telling the truth and shooting. Yep, yep, you're working. So, work shoot esque. I think Triple H did a good job on that uh, last night. Um, I, I also love the little snafu they did with the limo pulling up initially, the, the SUV, and it was Paul Heyman and uh, Brock, not Triple H. You used to see that a lot back in the day on Nitro and Raw, if you remember. You know, that was cool. That was old school. I, I did. I was telling Anthony before the show, I love that because the the limo pulling up, it's it's such an easy, you're like, oh, who is it? You get excited, and, and Cole sells it very well. Yeah. And then Lesnar gets out, and then you're double excited because yeah. you weren't expecting Brock Lesnar. So then it's like, oh, no, what's going to happen? It was one time, dude, on a SmackDown. It was Michael Cole and I. I don't remember what show it was. Uh, and we were calling the show, and uh, a limo pulls up backstage after a match. And a limo pulling into the, uh, <laughs> I don't remember where the arena we're at. <clears throat> and we're in a commentary, Cole and I. And he goes, oh, Taz, what's this? As the limo's pulling up. And I go, oh, that's easy. That's easy, Cole. It's a limo. Will you stop? <laughs> <laughs> so as. <laughs> hey, you're not wrong. No one can see us on camera. And what is he doing to me? He's flipping me off right to my face as I'm saying that, which I'm trying not to laugh. Well, I just got him pretty good there. So whenever I see a limo. Pull up. I think of that, and no one gets it but Cole and I. So, <laughs> well, it's a limo. Yeah, so uh, anyway, um, I don't know. I, I really uh, uh, I really didn't like Raw that much, but I got to tell you, I did like the last segment. I did, totally. Um, I got to get to the phones earlier. The phone lines are jammed up already, so we got to get rolling here. Hey, uh, Matthew in North Carolina, you were on the Taz Show. What's up, buddy? Good moment, Taz. How are you? Good moment, bud. What's up, man? Um, I was just wanting to talk about the uh – so far, what we've got with the Seth Rollins and the Samoa Joe and Triple H thing. Yes, sir. Go for it. All right. So, I want to talk about NXT because, I mean, on your live show, everybody was just pretty much talking about Roman Reigns being number 30, but nobody really... Wait, hold on. Whoa, whoa, whoa. whoa. Matt, Matt, what live show? I'm, I'm, I'm live right now. Oh, I mean, uh, the Sunday one after the Rumble. I'm sorry. That's okay. Special. I'm the very big... Special. Matt, Matt, I'm very big into semantics and being... I'm very okay. anal. That's You're the, well. I know. Okay. It's horrible. I'm sorry, Matt. No, no, I apologize. I'm a pain in the ass. All right, All right continue. <laughs> All right, so I'll, I want to talk about uh, Seth Rollins just coming out of nowhere in the NXT show while the commentators were talking, making it feel like first, like a shoot. Yeah. And then 
Rollins literally shaking all over, cutting the most intense promo I've ever seen out of Seth Rollins, even when he was Tyler Black. Mm. Back, like, this was, I think, for me, this was a defining moment in Seth Rollins' career. Well, I think that's a good point. And you know what? A lot of people kind of didn't notice that, including me, did not take notice of that, his intensity and his passion in that promo. And to your point, Matt, that interruption of the announcers, i got to be honest, a lot of times when you get interrupted like that as a commentator, you don't know that stuff's going to happen, so you react organically. Yes. I like. He was literally on the verge of tears, and Triple H come out. Like you said, there's a reason he's a professional, and there's a reason why he's in the position that he's in. Walks out on the stage, you think he's going to do something? He just signals for that security, yeah. and they come take him out of the show. Well, the only thing I would have done different with that, with, with Triple H, is, but now I see where they're going because of what they did last night. Initially, I think I tweeted this, while security was holding Seth Rollins at the NXT TakeOver deal, I thought it would have been good heat for Triple H to start punching Seth Rollins while security was holding him. You know what I mean? But I, I see what they're doing. They're, they're trying to avoid them touching, I meaning, you know, that that's and that's kind of like and thank you for calling that. Uh, Sabu and I did that years ago. I mean that was Heyman's idea. Like don't touch until Bailey legal 1995, the big pay per view. Don't touch. Call out, pull apart, this that. Boom, 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 boom. Don't touch because then once these two guys touch, once Triple H and Seth Rollins touch, it's going to be epic moment. So um, you know, but but you know, I think I think Matthew that who just called makes a good point. You know that there was a, a plethora of intensity. In Seth Rollins, I mean, he probably feels the passion of this. He really does. You know, I got to tell you, though, not to be a douche, but I got to tell you this. When Triple H cut this really good promo last night, and he says, you know, so what happened? So what happened? So Seth Rollins gets hurt. He hurts his knee. And then he comes back. And what is he expecting? Everything to go right back? And I'm paraphrasing. Go right back into place? Like he's going to be the man again? Is he, and all I think me and maybe some other fans are thinking about is John Cena. So, <laughs> and so <I'm, laughs> I was thinking while Triple H is saying this, this could be a little bit of a sarcasm by Triple H where it's like if you get it, you get it. If you don't, you don't. That's kind of what I was thinking when I was listening to Triple H say that. I started thinking about John Cena. You know what I mean? Um, Triple H is good at that, where he'll throw these, like, like you said, if you get him, you get him, and if you don't, yeah. then nope, then keep moving on. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. he's the best Triple H. So, uh, yeah, he's 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 a good guy. Um, so, but I thought it was funny I, that that bit. I really did. Uh, you know, sometimes those are the best. You know, sometimes those are the best type of promos, like little inside things that a lot of people don't get, but people that get it get it, and it, it it's. It's inside baseball, as we used to say here in the Taz show. We used to use those terms before uh, before uh, you came aboard. Anyway, no disrespect. Sorry, Dennis. Hey, uh, who do we got here? We got James in Los Angeles. You're on the Taz show. What's up, buddy? Good moment, Jones, Mr. Taz. Good moment, my man. How are you? I'm good, sir. I'm good, sir. Two quick questions. Uh, actually, my son wanted to, he actually wanted me to ask you a question. Well, why is he not in uh, school? That's the first thing. Well, he's actually waking up right now. Oh, okay. So. That's no excuse. But go ahead. Continue. <laughs> Uh, he wanted to know, uh, basically, if you ever were to sit down with your with your family and uh, watch any of your old matches. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. No, no, sir. No, 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 no. Once, I mean, once in a blue moon, maybe on YouTube, I, my, my, you know, my son in the past, I've watched it, watched a couple of matches with him, but not, not like, no, we're not sitting around, you know, drinking, uh, dr- drinking uh, soda pop, watching Taz matches. But no, you know why? I'll tell you why. All kidding aside, dude, this is the reason why. 
Um, it, it's hard to explain, though, James, but, like, when you live this and this is your life, right? You know, like right. when I was a wrestler, I'm not a wrestler anymore, but when, when it's your life and you're on the road all the time and all this stuff, the last thing you do is want to come home and talk shop. You know what I mean? So right. now I'm retired, so maybe that's what you or your son was asking. No, we don't really uh, – I don't do that. I mean, um, um, you know, my wife, she she hasn't watched any of my stuff on, you know, tape or online, my matches. I mean, she seen me wrestle a bunch of years ago live, but not, you know – it's 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 my it's your career it's your job you know what I mean but my son just I think because he's an athlete um uh you know when he was a little bit young a couple of years back he we'd watch a couple of things online you know not not too long ago but um and now he'll watch just the bus bed shops and say he's a better athlete than me but that's that's how teenagers are you know <laughs> uh, so ho- hopefully that answers your question dude your son's question I should say you know yeah for sure man he just wanted to uh, all right cool bro well I appreciate it. tell him I said hello okay. Will do, man. Thank you. All right, James. Thanks. Bye-bye. So uh, that's the deal on that. I don't want to come off like a douche. I just, you know, i got to be honest to James. But that's, you know, I, I guess it, maybe if you're wondering if, are you, do you wonder these questions too that people ask me? Some of them I do. Well, on the on the Sunday night special, Joe and I asked you some questions and you just, and you didn't answer them. <laughs> you, you, didn't, you didn't let us in. And Joe looked at me. He was like, oh, I got to respect that. And I right. said, yeah. Well, well you, we tried. You guys were behind the glass. This was before we were live. Uh, and um, Joe was the, the, the producer, well, the executive producer of the show on Sunday. You were that means you were the slunker producer, Dennis. Yes, the sl- yes. Slunk <laughs> yeah. City producer. That was on the uh, fi- yeah. that was on the marquee. Joe's the man, though. And uh, and I, I was in the studio watching the pay-per-view, the, yeah, the Royal Rumble. You guys were behind the glass watching the Royal Rumble. There's TVs all over that freaking place. <laughs> yes, there are. It really is. It's great, though. And... Um, and one of you guys, I think you chimed in and said to me in my headset, "Well, ask the question." Well, Joe asked me, and and I was like, "I'll, I'll ask him. Maybe you know, we'll see." It's very inside, very. And we, uh, he was curious. He looked because Joe, Joe's not. A, he's a very casual wrestling fan. He'll watch right. the pay per views and whatnot. Right, right, right. And he goes, "Hey, when they are when they're going through a match, he's like, how do they go about it? Are they do they talk about it prior? Are they actually practicing early?" And I said, "You know what." Let's ask the let's, let's ask the expert. Let's ask Taz. So so I motion. You put your you put your headphones on. I and I ask you, and he just simply look at me. And go, nah, not peeling back the curtain. Sorry, boys. <laughs> not today. <laughs> All right. Yeah. I, yep. Not happening. Oh, yeah. it was worth a shot. Yeah. No. Not. I mean, I'm sure someone will tweet you, and they think they have the answer. Oh, so, I don't. Yeah. No. We were curious, and then when you did that, I was like, you know what? Now I don't want to know. Yeah. There is something. Look, I believe in. I, I think it's cool in this day and age. You got to pull back the curtain on some stuff. But there's a way to pull back the curtain and how far you pull it back. There are certain things that people think they know, but they don't. I always use the analogy of, of the illusionist, okay, well, that he makes the friggin' building disappear. You know he didn't really do it, but how did he do it? You know what I mean? Like it's, and, and you know there's a trick involved, and it's the same with the business, the same with wrestling. You know, so, I mean, people think they know, and they really don't know. And it, trust me, people are smarter to stuff than they were years ago. As we said, due to the power, or well, we said this offline, I think, due to the power of the internets. But uh, it's not, uh, it's it's not really what people think they think they know because they don't know, but they think they know something like that. Hey, Angel in San Antonio, you're on the Taz show. What's up, bud? Hey, top of the moment, Taz. Top of the moment, my friend. What's up? Hey, not much. Hey, I just want to say congratulations on your special. Thank you. You know, I was 
Yeah, I was trying to get through uh, that day, but you're over like rover like. Oh yes, just, yeah, yeah like I couldn't get through. But uh, some people, yeah, bro, I, were calling like 130, 140 times, and they couldn't get through. No lie, like that number. Oh wow, yeah. No, I, I'm I'm kind of glad I didn't get through that time because uh, my New Yorker was coming out of me that night, and uh, uh, I was doing a whole bunch of expletives. My mother would not have been proud of me. No, no, um, you can't. You can't be yeah. like that. Hey, well, you do when you at the show because you're from San Antonio. I'm just asking for that reason. Yeah, I was I was in basically every event from Friday, Saturday, Sunday. So. Oh wow! Well, so what was what was live in person the better show? Would you say it was NXT or was it the Royal Rumble? Actually, neither. Honestly, I would say it was Evolve. Uh, it was uh, the day before Evolve. So okay. Got to see Chris That's Hero cool. and Zack Saber Jr. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sure, that'd be a great match. I'm um, sure. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, it was amazing because they get more personal experience. But between the two. Between NXT and, and Royal Rumble, I want to say the NXT was a little better because I feel um, like just every match was like pretty spot on. And yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I left even though not, you know, my boy Nakamura lost. Yeah. You know, uh, I, I love Bobby Roode. I've loved him since oh, Team Canada. Man. Yeah, so he's great. He's great. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you yeah, like so, since Team Canada? Wow. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Awesome. 2004. Yeah. Way back in the day. Yeah, man. But uh, yeah. So I was going to point out. So like, so like doing. I was enjoying the Royal Rumble match. Like I was in the, in the thick of things. I was like I was right beneath the, like the WrestleMania sign, and so I, I got the feel of the whole the whole thing, right? And uh, so it's during the Rumble match, right? Like from one to fifteen, I was having a good time. You know, I was like okay, you know, still right. stuff is wondering. Right. And then around the twenty man mark, I'm like, man, what is? Hold on a second. <laughs> not much. Not, not much is happening. People are just kind of laying around. You <laughs> yeah, know, yeah. no getting eliminated. And I'm like. Wait a minute, where, where, where are the three top guys? I was like, no, they're not going to do this. Hey, do, hey let me ask you something, Angel. Was, was during the bulk of that Royal Rumble match, was Chris Jericho sitting next to you? Dude, <laughs> 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 You know Goldberg and Brock Lesnar and stuff, man. I was saying, but when that thirty hit, man, uh, Rubber race. Hit, so what was the reaction oh like? We had a feeling there, like a lot of booze. Okay. Yeah, uh, booze. Won't well, well, even describe it. Really? I'm talking about just pure adulterate rage. Mm. I'm talking about like me personally. I almost, I almost ran out the building. I was like, no way, <laughs> no, get out of here. That would be. Like, uh, I never seen that a fan get so pissed they just run out of the building. That's actually pretty funny. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I, was, I was like, you know, what? I was like, let me calm down. That's right, you know, WWE has a plan. You know, they're trolling us. You know, they're trying to get someone right. over or whatever. Right, right, right. And then, I, and then people start getting tossed out. And then he threw out Undertaker. I was like, no, no. <laughs> then you ran. You just, I'm out of here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh no, no. It was honestly, I didn't, I didn't even see the finish. I, I saw Bray Wyatt get thrown over. I'm like, I'm done. Yeah, I'm, I'm yeah. done with this. So he's walked out. But the crazy thing is, like, so when Roman Reigns like came out, there's people started walking out. Like, I don't know if that was like no way. No, you couldn't but, see like, that on. Yeah. Well, I didn't notice it on t- on uh, the, oh, the gimmick. Oh yeah, but, it was yeah. Like, yeah. So really? like, how actually? Yeah. So so like when I hit the doors, it was I heard, I heard the rainy orange song. And when I went out there, that was a good like maybe 50, 60 people just already walking out. I'm talking about outside wow. of the arena. No I'm way. not even counting the people like in like through the arena. Now mind you, I'm sure a lot of people were there for the like. Like they want to avoid the traffic. Right. I'm talking about like, I, like people were just angry, just like yeah. wanted yeah. to punch stuff. So it, yes. it was rough. Yes, it, well, it was rough. well, Angel, look, I appreciate the insight as you being a fan that was at those events. That's cool. And next time, please, you know, do, do your due diligence and, and make a Taz show sign. What are you doing, bro? 
I mean, really. I, I, I thought about it, and you know, I, I, I'm terrible at art. You know, I, dude, I, 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 I didn't art. Wanna, it's just I, I didn't writing black it. letters on an orange piece of paper. What? That's not art, dude. That's drawing <laughs> letters. I failed in art class. Well, that's that's a different story. I didn't know that. All right, Angel. Thank you for calling, buddy. I appreciate it. Um, if you failed in art classes, writing a T and an H and an E and then a T and a Z and an A and then an S and an H and an O and a W, the Taz show. That's not exactly like you're drawing a friggin' hieroglyphic. I guess I said that wrong. Is it a hieroglyphic? How do you say it? Hieroglyphics? You, sir, are a genius. You said that correct. Hieroglyphics. I yes! Got, I got lucky. Yes! yes. <laughs> I got it right. You're damn right. <laughs> All right. So uh, I got to go to break. People are calling like crazy. Phones jammed up. Pack of hemorrhoids. I'll get the people on the phone. I'm also going to talk to you a little bit about ah, <laughs> these 205 live athletes, these cruiserweight wrestlers. I want to tell you what I feel the issue is here. What in the hell is going on? Why are they coming out, and why are people not reacting on Raw? I mean, you know, I said in the past, it's the big building's not going to help this. I did say that, and that's true. But there are other reasons why the cruiserweight athletes are not getting that pop that you would think they would get when you see them on Monday Night Raw, or in general. Tad Show, be right back. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. Uh, everybody's getting ready for the Super Bowl uh, Sunday, right? Falcons and the Patriots. Tom Brady cut his little stupid-ass promo before he got on a the bus or the plane, whatever the hell it was, in Boston, to go to Houston. Cut his little promo, rah, rah, Jones, press conference, pep rally like they were in high school. Bastards. They're going to win. Uh, uh, shut up. God, I really hope the Falcons win. Media Jones yesterday, they were all doing the media over there. A lot of stopping chats with all these radio shows there for sports radio. You know that, right, Dennis? You know what the stop and chat? If you know what the stop and chat is, I'll tell you. Fire away. And I hate stop and chat. Stop Radio Row. Gotta go on Radio Row. That'll be once WrestleMania's here. It'll be all these podcasts that aren't radio shows on Radio Row, which makes no sense. But there'll be this whole Radio Row thing there. CBS will come to me. Taz, you want to go to, uh, where's the show? Orlando? Orlando. You want to go to Orlando to uh, to uh, WrestleMania? No. I, I No, no thanks. I'm good. I've been to WrestleMania. I've actually competed them and called them. So what happens is, stop and chat is this. They take the town, just like the NFL, and you go and you each show, hi, how are you? Yeah, it's nice to see you. Oh, I can't wait. We're going to win. We're going to beat the Pats. Oh, I can't wait to beat the Pats. Great. Thanks for coming. See you. Next show. Hi, how are you? Hey, we're doing, oh, I'm going to beat the Pats. Uh, it's stop and chat. Stop and chat. Stop and chat. I hate that. That's Radio Row, and I hate it. And, and you know, there's a guy. Uh, I can't even get into it. I can't. I can't. So anyway. You just made me mad. I'm just letting you know that right now. Not because you left, because something else. Sir, you're making me mad a lot lately. I'm just letting you know. You're making me mad a lot lately. I hate everyone. Got to be careful. Is there something you want to say before I move on with the show? I hate stopping chats. <laughs> did you know what they were? You didn't. No, I did. Well, because... Radio it, Jones. It's a, big, uh, it's a big point of contention because you, you kind of, down at the network, you have to go to Radio Row because yeah. you don't want to miss out. But, you know, the producers and the behind-the-scenes people, they hate it because 
you know, you'll get these big name guys on, yeah. but they want to hawk their, you know, their sketchers or their, their start, whatever they're, they're promoting. You're not getting like a good, it's not a good interview. It's like, look, you got six right. minutes with the guy. Right, right. He's going to talk half the time about whatever he's promoting. Are they stopping chatting? Y- yeah. Then I don't like it. Okay. If we're not going to sit and have a meaning conversation, I don't do interviews here. We're going to have a conversation. We're going to hang out. Not that some PR guy is counting you down and has got to run you and has got to run you to the next the next show or the next streaming. He's counting me down. I, I don't have time for that. I, I have no interest in doing the stop and chat. I, as a host or as a talent, I didn't like it. And I've done it. And it sucked when, when I was a talent, uh, a wrestler. I don't want to do the stop and chat. I hate it. There's a guy on a, a college, um, I can't remember his name right now. He talks about stop and chat. Uh, a college uh, football, uh, college, uh, college uh, sports host on uh, one of the other stations, uh, a serious radio on the serious, the, 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 the evil empire of this, the serious radio. And I can't remember the cat's name. He does, he talks about stop and chat. And I, I heard him in my call once last year talking about it. I was cracking up. Like, yeah, I get it, bro. I get it. So, look, I, I got a lot of people calling the show. I'll get to you guys in a sec. I got to a lot of you guys in the first half of the show, first uh, segment of the show. 205 Live, Cruiserweights, all the stuff. Great athletes, no doubt. We've seen the whole thing from back in the day uh, of recent. We did, we've seen the whole gimmick. Hey, we're going to do a tournament. All right, hey, we're going to do a, a, a tournament on WWE Network. They do the Cruiserweight tournament. Hey, now we're doing 205 Live. Okay, awesome. Then they get a segment on Raw. All right, great. They, they got the, the Cruiserweight title. They just put it on my man Neville, who's awesome. No doubt. Okay, great. We'll give them their own color. They're purple. Got it. Okay, cool. That's cool. Got it. Got it. Tons of great talent. Tons of great talent. No doubt about it. Big fan. Okay. Here's the problem. Here's the problem. The 205 Live athletes, the cruiserweight wrestlers in the WWE, (laughs) they are booked exactly the way all the other men and women on each brand, meaning Raw, SmackDown, and NXT are booked. They're booked the same. It's a storyline. They're talking. They're doing this. No one wants to see the Cruiserweights talk this much. A little bit here and there, fine. These guys need to be put out there as attractions. They are wrestlers. They are superstars. They are amazing athletes. They do great, great spots in joking manners. The way my man, uh, the uh, broker one himself, Matt Hardy, would say, he would call them in a joking manner, spot monkeys. Yes. So that's kind of like a joking gimmick, but it's a sarcastic shot by Matt. I know where he's going, where, why he says that, but that's a whole other story. But it, it, I, I love, I, I respect those type of athletes. I respect guys that do spots, high spots. I believe in storytelling, obviously, but I do believe for something different. I know my time in TNA, while things were going pretty good there, the X Division, even before I got to TNA, the X Division was kicking ass. And I know I was, I'm proud to say I've called a lot of awesome with Mike Tanay uh, X Division a- uh, action. And the X Division was just that. It was an attraction. They were, they were like uh, uh, completely booked, completely different than everybody else. Sure, once the blue moon, they would talk. But they were there for the attraction. X Games-esque. That's what they were. And I think WWE is making a big mistake with the Cruiserweight athletes because they are booked like everybody else. They're reading, they're, they're reading lines, they're doing stories, they're talking. They're, no one cares. 
They, they, they just, they, okay. The, the, uh, la, la, la. Neville, new champion. Uh, uh, he's the king of the cruiserweights. King of the cruiserweights. King of the cruiserweights. King of the cruiserweights. Got it. Coronation of the king coming up next. Coronation. Coronation. He came out and he cut a promo. He came out with the title. What kind of coronation is it? it and that's just a gimmick. That's something you'd see on WWE for years, the coronation. Because you call him the king of the cruise. He is the king of the cruise. Rights. Got it. I got the gimmick. He fits it. I'm a fan of Neville. Always been a fan. Love the heel Neville. Big time. But the segment made no sense. You made it. You did a nice, cool graphic. All this stuff. The coronation of a king. Coronation. What happened? He cut a promo. And then Rich Swan came out and cut a promo on him. Like, there was no coronation. Did I miss something? No. You have a different point of view? Or you... No, I'm, I'm with you. I think if Neville came out, if he's going to cut a promo, come out, you know, talk about how much better he is than everybody and do like an open challenge and have somebody come down and have Neville beat some guy. Like, we need action. The cruiserweights are, I mean, everybody's great in the ring, but the cruiserweights especially, their their move set just yeah. is exciting for fans. Special. Let's see that. They're different. They, they're, they're a little smaller. They can move quicker. They're all awesome athletes. And... and, and you, you're saying it's a coronation of a king. There was nothing. There was that was. I, I was expecting a typical WWE deal. All right, they're gonna have the big chair, the, whatever you call the a chair that the king sits in. You know, they have the throne. Throne, yeah. You'll have a. He'll, you know, they'll do some kind of thing that they should do with the Royal Rumble or whatever. I don't know. Some kind of a Jerry Lawler, like king. a Wade Barrett, something. Like- yeah, some kind of the step, the skep, the step, the step, the something like that. No one cares. But the, they didn't do anything like that. They just had him come out and cut a promo. And I'm glad they didn't do the other hokey stuff. Trust me. Oh, trust me. I know the WWE. I understand. You know, Taz, come on. You say, uh, I thought you guys were buddies. I got it. But I got to call a spade a spade. I'm honest. People let me tell you about my best friend. It's just the way it is. It's There's no coronation. You got the guy cutting a promo. Not that no one wants to hear Neville talk, but the guy is an amazing athlete. Rich Swan's an amazing athlete. I'll tell you, I had this epiphany in my brain while I'm watching Rich Swan get in the ring, cut this promo with Neville, and what does Rich Swan say? He goes, and I'm paraphrasing, and guess what? Uh, guess what, Neville? I have a rematch. And the audience was just silence. Now, I know it's, I think it was Laredo, Texas, which, you know, I mean, it, it's, it, they, they kind of weren't a, a, a hot crowd. Okay, Laredo's not known to be a hot crowd, no disrespect, but it's different working in Dallas or Houston, you know, those different type of crowds. But still, there was nothing. You can't blame the audience, and you can't blame Rich Swan. It's the it's it's the way guys are booked because you're letting these guys talk too much. And I, I, I that sound maybe that's mean. I don't care if it sounds mean. It's a fact. You, you gotta book them different. TNA did not do a lot of things right. When I was there, there was a good run where things were being done pretty good, and then things kind of stopped being run pretty good. I don't want to get into details, in my opinion. But I'll tell you this much. The Cruiserweights, for the most part, were done right for a good chunk of the time. They really were. Uh, look at Jack Gallagher. They throw him in a rumble just to do ha-ha. And I was the guy who said, they're, gonna, they're not going to let him do this much ha-ha no more. And a guy called the special and said, remember when you said that? Yeah, I guess I was wrong. They went for a while where he stopped doing a ha-ha. But Homeboy came in with a, with a freaking umbrella and did the whole rumble with an uh, umbrella, and they threw him over the top rope by holding the umbrella, so it looks like he was going to fly in the air like Mary Poppins. And he announced a call Mary Poppins. Really? That's what we're doing? This guy's an amazing athlete. This guy's a special talent. You make him a joke when you do that. 
I know he's having fun. I get the character. But Gallagher keeps himself credible in a way. He knows how. Even though he's got that pasty skin and he does some comedy spots and he's the extraordinary gentleman, whatever he calls himself. The thing is, when you do that kind of comedy over the top like that, the guy loses his juice. The same thing with Cedric Alexander and, you know, and the whole thing with Noham Dar and all that, with, you know, with Foxy and all this stuff. Like, okay, I understand they're trying to build characters. I respect that. I just think that you can't book the, the cruiserweights exactly how you book all your other talent. You got to treat them different. And that's where I got to be honest, Triple H, he gets it. We've seen how what he's done. What 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 we'll see what he's done what he's done with this UK deal, the UK tournament. We've seen how I would assume that cruiserweight thing was under his watch, okay, from I could gather. And and look at the, the guys that are having a obtain amount of success right now, which I want to get into later on. The TNA guys that some of us were in TNA thought would never be in WWE, nevertheless have the success they're having. Not because they weren't talented enough, just because, ah, well, TNA gets the bad rub and these guys been in TNA a long time. Man, it's going to be hard for them to go to WWE. It's going to be tough. And at times I found myself saying that, uh, uh, not on my show, before I even had a show, because I didn't think it would happen. Triple H, I don't need to kiss the guy's ass. I haven't talked to the guy in years. Okay, I don't need to kiss his ass. I don't work for him, and I'm not I'm not looking to work for him. But I got to say, I've said some critical things about him. But in regards to bringing guys in, he gets it, and he uses them right. He does. I'm talking about TNA guys that were galvanized as TNA guys like AJ Styles, like Samoa Joe, like Eric Young, like Bobby Roode. I mean, just just a, that's just the name. Uh, a few, I'm probably missing someone. I feel like I'm missing someone. Eric Young, I, I Austin said, Aries. Austin Aries. I forgot Austin Aries. <sighs> you know, Triple H did the right thing with that. But now in defense to Vince McMahon or, or the WWE creative team, AJ it was done a little funky in the beginning, but but you can't complain how he's being done now, except for the past week. I mean, getting his balls cut off in a promo by Cena and then dropping a title just is still a little asinine. But I'm just saying, guys like the Cruiserweights, you got to treat the right way. You can't have them run around with umbrellas, act like Mary Poppins, and reference to Mary Poppins, which is from 19 freaking 42. I'm trying to be nice. Kiernan from England, you're on a Taz show. Hello. Hello, Taz, mate. You're right. Hey, how are you, mate? Did I say your name correctly? Yeah, you did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's because I speak the King's English. How can I help you, sir? <laughs> um, speaking of the cruiserweights, I wanted to. Um, I've got some heat with Jack Gallagher. We have heat with him. What's the matter? Yo, yes, he's uh, some serious hacking. Oh, he hacked. Are you a wrestler? No, 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 not not, not me. Okay. Uh, Marty's girl. Whose girl? Marty Marty's girl. Oh, Marty's girl. I didn't hear. It. Okay, Marty. Yeah, yeah. What about yeah, it? What happened? Yeah. What, yes. What Marty's happened? Marty's girl. Yes. Um, he's been. Uh, the villain for God knows how long, about a year or so, uh, coming out with the umbrella, you know, oh. whacking people with the umbrella. He's the villain. Mm. All of a sudden, Jack Gallagher turns up at the Rumble with the umbrella, you know. Uh. <sighs> Hack yeah, City you know, Joe. Hack City UK style. I like it. Uh, international oh, yeah. hacking. Yes. <laughs> hacking. International Jack hacking, Kiernan. Yes. Yeah. Sounds like a, a CAA job. It does. Shot. That's what it was. What was it? What? A bullet? Bullish? Bullock? 
Bullocks? Jack Jack Gallagher uh, with the bullock shot. Yeah, bullock shot in the old yam bag. Bullshot Jones. <laughs> bullshot, bullshot Jones. I got it. I got yeah. it. All right, cool. Yeah, but he is yeah. a tremendous competitor. I mean, uh, you know, the umbrella thing. I mean, uh, okay, he's hacking uh, Marty Scroll. Okay, I, that's cool. I know who Marty is. I wasn't familiar with the umbrella gimmick, but I know who he is. But, yeah. Uh, Yes. Yeah, okay. it's, it's a shame that Marty got signed with Ring of Honor because I was uh, really, really should have been in that UK tournament. But mm. yeah, I hear a lot of people, dude. A lot, a lot of people Warner. say there were a lot of guys that should have been in that tournament that weren't. That that wasn't. Yeah. That there are guys that are better than a lot of those guys that were in there. Yeah, definitely. I mean, they they definitely uh, sort of organised it around Tyler Bates, Trent Seven, Pete Dunne, which they should have because they're three of the best. Uh, UK wrestlers around. Right. I go to all the Rev Pro shows, and I've seen Pete Dunne over the last two years, so really, right. really hone that character, and he's, he's at the top of his game at the moment. So that was good. Yeah, yeah, but, that, um, that was cool. Yeah, it's a shame because Marty and Will Osprey are both, uh, you know, with Ring of Honor. Well, Will so. Osprey's, uh, uh, you know, uh, Zach Sabar Jr. Obviously, I mean, you know, um, yeah. uh, you know, there's several guys that I know that should have been in, weren't in there, but it, uh, Jimmy Havoc's another guy, right? You know. I mean, the, the, yeah, the, yeah, yeah. So, so there's a lot of guys. But uh, thank you, Karen, for calling. I appreciate it. So, uh, international hacking might be a new policy. I kind of like it. There's I, something I, there. I, I think there's something there. I, I smell a T-shirt here. Yeah, I don't know. I just <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me. So, um, anyway, so that was my take on the whole thing, man. I. I mean, it was. It, I felt bad for Neville and Swan. I mean, they, they cut this promo segment, which their delivery was excellent. It wasn't their fault, and the arena was silent, man. Silent Jones. I mean, because you're seeing a lot of talk throughout the show. Now you know the Cruiserweights coming out. Oh, I'm going to get some action, maybe some legit action. I don't want to hear all this microphone stuff. And next thing you know, you got the guys who bring legit, serious, crazy action, car crash-esque style, and they're talking. You know, so it's like it's just too much. I think you guys got to be a little smarter about that, WWE. I really do. <laughs> I didn't want to say nothing. I was about to say something. I'm trying to bite my tongue. I bite my tongue actually more than people know. I, I got to be honest. I'm trying not to. But I, I sometimes I just, you know. But anyway, I, I, um, I don't know. I, I think that uh, I think the cruiserweights. A lot of people are saying, "Ah, this thing's not getting over like like we thought it was." I think you got to have some accountability, and I know I've worked for Vince McMahon long enough. I understand how he thinks. Obviously, I know Vince McMahon. But the thing is, like, he will hold you accountable, and I got to be honest, he'll hold himself accountable. Vince will. Vince is very hard on himself. I've told you guys that before, and it's a shoot. It's a total shoot. Okay, if he feels like he's doing something wrong creatively or with the company. He's he, he it's something he he's not this guy. Vince McMahon is not this guy. Where yeah, we're the best. We're the top dog in the business. Nobody's better than us. He don't show up at Raw and SmackDown or pay-per-view with that attitude. With that cocky, ah, you know, yeah, we pooped the bed on that angle. No biggie. Well, well, who's catching us? TNA, Ring of Honor, those guys ain't you know, Lucha Underground, Lucha Who? That that's that's them. That I mean, I'm, I don't mean that's them. I, I worded that wrong. That's not how they are in WWE. When you work for the company, and I've worked as a wrestler there into production from an announcer perspective, in the studio and obviously on the road. I'm telling you right now, that attitude is not there. From Vince McMahon down, Stephanie, Shane, none of them, Kevin Dunn, production folks, executives, no one has that attitude there. It's the attitude of, we're only as good as our last show. 
and our last show wasn't that good. That's the attitude. So I'm telling you that from experience. And that starts with Vince. He will hold you. I now I was he will hold you accountable. And if he feels he needs to be held accountable, he'll hold himself accountable. <laughs> but he is also surrounded around people that tell him yes all the time. Yes, Vince, you're right, Vince. Oh, yes, Vince. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Sycophants, as some would call them. Psychophants, sycophants. Inside baseball term for old school Taz Show fans. They know what I'm getting at here. But Vince is unfortunately like any boss, not just in wrestling and anywhere. You're surrounded around yes men, as we would call it, or yes women. So sometimes Vince, I think, needs people that are really going to... I haven't worked behind the scenes in quite some time, obviously, but I think you do need some people that are going to tell him. And I, 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 I could see uh, guys like Michael Hayes do that. I could definitely see Triple H obviously doing that. Um, Kevin Dunn obviously do that. I could see that. Those type of guys... Um, I don't know about the writers. I don't think they would ever do that. But I do think those type of names I just said, uh, uh, Road Dog, another guy, I think would say in all respectful way, hey, Vince, I think we kind of dropped the ball on this. We should have did it this way. Why? Ba, 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 ba. Okay, you're right. Let's fix it. I agree. But what I'm saying is I got to put WWE over in that regard. They do not show up there, Vince especially. They ain't showing up there saying we're the king. We can do whatever we want. Nothing matters. Ah, oh, you know what? That segment on Road to Cruiserweights last night didn't get over. That promo segment wasn't good. No biggie. Uh-uh. You cut through the curtain. If you messed up a line or, or you didn't hit it or your inflection wasn't good, you're going to be told it. If it wasn't shot right, I could tell you Vince is going to get in somebody's ass in that truck. And if it ain't Vince, it's Kevin. I'm telling you, guys, this is a shoot. If the announcers aren't selling it right, they're going to be held accountable. I can tell you that from experience. But... The writers, they're held accountable. Dude, it's not rainbows and butterflies in that company. Once the show is on, it's a warfare mentality. Hence why they win and their success and the millions. Because that starts with Vince. You cannot be complacent. I have to put the WWE over in that regard. I know it. Now, I think part of the problem is sometimes when people tell them, tell Vince... No, it's okay. Ah, don't worry about Oh, the internet will hate this. Don't worry about that. Yeah, no, no, you know the internet. They hate everything. I think that's kind of changing. Because I think the internet fan is basically the subscribers of the WWE Network. Let's be honest. So they know they always got you. So they could, they could kind of dick around a little bit here and there. But at the end of the day, they want to keep you happy. That doesn't mean they're always going to keep you happy. They know sometimes you're not going to be happy. Their goal is to get the casual fan. And the casual fan, I'm not saying they don't subscribe to the WWE Network. But a lot of the casual fans don't. Otherwise, they'd have a lot more millions of uh, subscribers on a network. So, yeah, that's my stance on that. Hey, uh, Anthony in Illinois, you're on the Taz Show. What's up, dude? Hey, what's up? Uh, I got two quick questions. Yes, sir. Uh, one, do you think uh, Tina's going to drop the title at Elimination Chamber? <sighs> I was afraid you were going to ask that. Um, <laughs> and it's hard, man. I mean, uh, do I think he's going to? Yeah, like you're saying, tr- being a transitional champion short term. My instincts tell me, yeah. I, 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 I just don't see why he has the title except to, you know, the, the Ric Flair. 16-time. Uh, 16-time gimmick. That's, yeah. that's the only, you know what I mean, Ant? 
So I do think yeah. in that regard, he's just they just gave to him to to, to, to you know beat that uh, that record and stuff like that. Uh, yes, Dennis, you can say yeah, something. Because no? I, I kind of see him dropping it to either AJ, because AJ versus Orton would be a good match. Yeah. Or possibly what I think is going to happen is a surprisingly Bray might win the match. Yeah, I think a lot of people, and, Andy, I think a lot of people are, are, are throwing around the idea about Bray Wyatt. I, I hope it's Bray. I mean, I think that'd be cool. I hope it's AJ, too. I, and I agree with you, Anthony. I think AJ and uh, Randy Orton would be an, an awesome match. You know what I mean? Um, oh, yeah. I, I could see that happening. Um, so uh, we'll have to see. I think tonight, bro, when you watch SmackDown, Anthony, I think tonight will tell you a lot. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. All right, cool, bro. Well, I appreciate you calling. Thank you, dude. No problem. Thank you. So Take much. care. Yeah, so, uh, you know, see, people say I'm a douche. I say goodbye to the guy. Sometimes oh, you're I, very polite. Sometimes they get cut off. I don't have time to say, yeah, I'm a very polite man. You know this. I mean, this is what I do. I'm a communicator, dude. You know that. An excellent one at that. Look, Mike Johnson's coming on a little while. I mean, he knows. Mike loves me. I think he's your favorite. Mike, no. No, Mike You're... doesn't love me. Yeah, he does. No, don't. Wait a second. Listen to me. Mike loves the platform I provide. Because if I didn't have this show, which could be gone in a week, who knows? But if I didn't have this show, Mike Johnson, he'd disappear in my life. Oh, yeah. Actually, when he comes on, maybe you can make a note, and you could ask him that question. Hey, if Taz wasn't uh, Taz in the show, would you still be his friend and talk to him? You know? <laughs> or would you look at him as a washed-up has-been? How would you, you know what I mean? That type of thing. Do you want me to word it like that? Because I feel like that's a little leading. I'm not on Snapface instant chatter. Any way you want to do it is fine with me. I, I, I'm, I, who am I to tell you what to do? I'll concoct a proper question. You can concoct it, yes. Just just make sure the production of the show is right, sir. And so far, everything sounds good. That's the key here. Put my mic on! So I'm just telling you, everything sounds good so far. So so far, I don't want to jinx you, but you're doing pretty good. So, uh, but yeah, Mike, Mike just loves my platform. He, he don't care about me. He, he really doesn't. You don't care about me either. Oh, I certainly do. I'm a resume guy. I told you this. That's why all these guys, you know, the captain. Buy a hat. I'm, I'm a resume guy. Oh, I was the producer of the Taz show. And then you got also, of course, Handsome Johnny. Slamming bods and beyond. Well, the guy who's I'm, I'm a resume guy. But at least Handsome Johnny, I got I love him. Because he's out there. He's still promoting the show. I have fun here saying that he don't care about me. But I haven't talked to Handsome in a while. But he does promote the piss out of the show. I told you. You're the first. You, the first line on my resume simply states. <laughs> hey, you know Taz, by the way. <laughs> that's That's... That's how I go from, uh, from the Taz show to uh, some kind of, maybe I'll get a job in government. Who knows? Uh, yeah. Get back to work before I give you a beating. All right. So uh, I'm going to take a call before I go to break here. Hey, uh, Mr. GQ uh, up in Newburgh. What's up, dude? You're on the Taz show. Uh, how are you, puppy? What's up? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I got two, uh, two things, actually. Um, thanks to you, I actually have a new woman in my life. Oh, I, that's what I do. Real, uh, give me a, uh, you, you, you met this woman through the Taz show? Um, no, but I'm bringing her around to the Taz show because the Royal Rumble and TakeOver was her first wrestling experience on television. But let me ask you a question. How could you say it's because of me? Well, Taz, isn't everything because of you? True. Good point. Okay, how can yeah. I help you, Sal? What's the deal? Talk to, um, get to yeah, your point. So, um, so she was really excited to, uh, Who's she? to watch the... Oh, your uh, girlfriend. Okay, yeah, yeah. My yeah, girlfriend, yeah. yes. Yeah. My girlfriend was very excited to watch the women wrestle because she watches Total Divas. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. And and uh, she saw the, set, uh, the clip of Nikki Cross jumping on Asuka in the, in the uh, segment that they did before the match. Yes, yes. Now, 
this was right after Seth Rollins uh, took over the takeover, which was great. Right. And and then when Nikki Cross was coming out with the whole sanity gimmick, where she pulls down the mask and turns around, yep. it went straight to the announcers uh, throughout that. And then they just just a quick edit shot to the announcer saying, "I can't believe Seth Rollins is back." Like you guys just said that two seconds ago. Yeah. Like you got a talent in the ring. I felt, kind of felt like it was taking her shine away from her first takeover. Uh, but that she still had her match. I get your point. But you know they 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 char- they were probably told to to really hammer home that story because it was a big deal and don't undersell. Uh, what just happened where Seth Rollins uh, came in and took over takeover. You know what I mean? That's, that's, yeah. uh, you gotta say, they're, they're kind of directed that way. Oh, it's not just oh, on yeah, them. I mean, definitely know? handcuffed when it comes to that. But now, now, um, do you, do you think that they had to be on the camera? They couldn't be, uh, it couldn't just be in the audio form. There might have been a there might have been a reason why they went on camera. A lot of times you go on camera because they really feel that really hammers home the point. Because not only do you hear what the announcer saying, you get to see their physical reaction. You understand? Yeah, no, I totally understand so, that. Yeah. You know, think there's a pecking order, bro. You know what I mean? It's like, what's more important? Don't disrespect the girl, Nikki Cross or Seth Rollins. Seth Rollins. That's where the money is, not Nikki Cross. Uh, well, yeah, there's the money on that. And uh, also on a side note. I'm going to have to confiscate the glorious robe and Charlotte's robe because uh, she wants both of them. Uh, I, I don't know what to do now. <laughs> oh, you have a woman who's needy, I see. Okay, yes. Well, well just, for, just for the robes, just for the robes, because she wants to walk in with her arms out and have the whole crowd chant, this is glorious. Hold on. So your girlfriend <laughs> wants to walk in a house wearing a glorious robe? Yeah, oh, yes. Interesting. How long have you been with this girl? Um... Not, not that long at all, but I'll tell you what, it's better than buying a glorious ring right now, right? Yeah, well, I hear you, bro. Well, listen, good luck with that and uh, whatever kind of thing you guys have going on there. It sounds a little funky and freaky, but you guys enjoy it. All right? Well, this is wrestling, right? Well, this is wrestling, and that was awesome. All right, so on that note, I got to go to break. People running around in robes. It's like, what are we doing here? Break time, guy. We got the uh, Mike Johnson. That's a guy I never want to see in a robe. I can promise you that. Uh, Mike Johnson will be on Skype, right? Of course, the Skype's working when Mike's coming on. Never yeah. never with the ladies. Always <laughs> with Mike Johnson. <laughs> PW Insider Report coming up. If you're on hold, I'll get to you guys after Mike. Uh, very busy Taz show, talking raw and whatnot. Mike Johnson coming up next. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. All right, we're back here, Taz Show. One hour down, one hour to go. Epic moment here. Epic moment during the break. I'll get to that in a second. We have Mike Johnson, Peter Minnesota Report coming up shortly. We might have Mike. This is the good news. We might have Mike on the phone, not uh, Skype. <laughs> There's something going on with the Skype machine again. So I guess we got we didn't put enough quarters in the meter. That's probably the problem, to be honest with you. So, uh, yeah, I was looking at the trends. Uh, something new happened. This is a first time ever. I just uh, tweeted this, and some of us here at the Taz Show put this out on social media. That's uh, it's not a high-level trend, but it's there. It's there. And what am I getting at? <laughs> first time ever, Jones. This is a big deal here. Big deal. First time ever. Guess what's trending? We over. He's trending again. Taz keeps trending and trending and trending and trending. Well, kind of. So it's <laughs> it's uh, we're looking at a screenshot there, right? 
That oh, is it. Of it. So if you're watching the video, you can see uh, right there it is. Uh, we over. Hashtag we over. It has never trended before. That is a first time. Oh, my God. That's my goal here. First time, long time. Yes. First time, long time. Yes. But see, that's my goal is because... The whole Rover thing, look, yeah, he's a dog, he's a fake dog that pisses and s*** all over the place. We know that, okay? But the thing is this, the concept, the gimmick behind Rover and we over, like Rover, we is you, the audience, the fan base of the Taz Show. I, I, this is what I, kind of my whole thing during my winter break, during the holidays, when I had that 15, 16 weeks off. Will you stop? I mean, I, this was my thing during that break. To just, I wanted to come back where I embraced the audience more. We over, and and next thing you know, not even past the month of January, and that bitch is trending. That's pretty cool, and I want to thank all of you guys. That's really really cool. Hashtag we over. Damn, perfect time to go over to clothesline clothesline.com and buy yourself a <laughs> a rover t-shirt. Seamless. That was seamless. It really was. Wish I was wearing mine right now. But uh, yeah, go buy a Rover shirt. Jeez. So you really feel like we over. Support the show, you cheap bastards. Man, that's big, though, dude. And yeah, by the way, there's the graphic. We over. I got the fastest director in the game. There it is. Clothesline.com. There's the Rover t shirt. Look at the video. Look at the video. I said, look at the video. Wow. I'll tell you what. Fire it up. We over is trending. Well, at least it was. It wasn't a high level, though, bro. It might be gone. I don't think it's gone. I see it. You see it still, huh? Yes. <laughs> yes. Oh, it's awesome. Oh, people now are tweeting it. Look at this. We over. Yeah. I could do a whole show about this. I'll tell you. I, because it, I didn't expect this to happen. The Taz show has trended a lot, and I love what it trends. It doesn't trend every day, but we do trend a lot. Hashtag the Taz show. But is Mike Johnson on hold, by the way? Yes. He, okay. He's he's there. <laughs> we can talk about trending, though. I know. I just I got into this whole thing here. But let, let me get to Mike Johnson. Maybe Mike wants to put me over. Mike, uh, hold on. We got, we got the fancy Dan open. Uh, yes, yes. All right, three, two, one. Here we go. And now, the PW Insider Report with Mike Johnson. We give Mike 10 minutes. He gives us everything we need to know in the world of pro wrestling. All right. Sorry to Skype's not working, Mike. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing good. This is quite the rib you have on me. I'm appreciating it's it. It's not a rib. It's not a rib, bro. It's we have good old, moment. Good moment, sir. It, it's a it, we have. This is look. This is a very old. This company. We're a small company. We don't have like fancy equipment. What do you think? We're like a media mogul or something? Certainly not PW Insider. I can what assure you. What the hell? Listen. <laughs> more importantly, let's talk about me and hashtag we over. How, how cool is this, Mike? You're it's part very of this. Cool. Oh my god! Well, put it over for God's sakes. I can't. It's already over because you're trending. Uh, it's over because I'm Rover. We we over like Rover. Hashtag yeah, we over. You don't care. see Dennis. He don't care about. He this. doesn't sound interested. He doesn't give a. He's thinking. You know what, Taz? You How prick. do I get Mike PW Insider well, over yeah, no, to no, trend? No, no, no. I'll tell you what Mike's thinking. He's thinking. You know what, Taz? You prick. I had to get up, do my hair, brush my teeth, and wear a nice shirt because I thought I was going to be on Skype. 
and now I'm on the phone, correct? You forgot shaved. <laughs> and shaved. Uh, I'm sorry, dude. It's not my All fault. Right. I don't. Uh, I'm listen. I'm happy to be here. I'm happy to contribute. You sound it. No, I am. I was happy to do the show. I was happy to do the show on Sunday after the Rumble. I'm happy oh. to be here. I'm always happy to be here. No, disingenuous Jones. Uh, before we go on with any of your thoughts, opinions, or uh, dirt you're going to give us, I think that uh, the Dennis Jones might have a question for you. Hold on, he's gathering up his information. Uh, la la. Give me a second, Mike. Hang on. All right, get this. All right, I need more coffee when we get a chance. <laughs> Sorry, Mike, hang on a second. Dennis is trying to find that question he had. Just give me a second, buddy. Oh, yeah, we got something. All right, he's good. What do you got? Mike, I was curious. Um, for as long as you've known Taz, <laughs> it's when. A long time. <laughs> yes. When, it's a long when, time. <laughs> when things eventually, you know, sour between the two of you, what. um. <laughs> You know, are you gonna? Are you using Taz for his platform here, or you know, if if the show didn't exist, what would the relationship be with Taz? Hold on, let's wait for the drum roll, Mike. You got some time to think about this because we have the longest drum roll in the history of drum rolls. (laughs) And begin. I think the word is contentious. Ooh, what does that mean? Not good. <laughs> oh, really? Wow. I knew it. I knew it. You're using me, Mike. I'm just kidding. No, I, I always had a great relationship with Taz. Mm. The relationship would be something like this. I would do something, and Taz would call and yell at me, much as he does now. Yes. <laughs> it just wouldn't have this large I platform. Didn't, I didn't call, and I don't think I've ever given you, like, insider information, ever. No, I was going to say, like, when you <laughs> when you worked full-time for WWE and TNA, we very rarely talked about stuff like that, Yeah. And because I've always made it, uh, you know, I, I, I have certain people I have a relationship in that regard but the people that I did not have a relationship with in that regard I never tried to pierce the veil so to that's speak that's true you did not you know yeah. I always you know if, if, if something came up in the course of conversation that was one thing it was off the record it was never a hey Taz have you heard this do you know anything right. like I, yeah. I, I've tried very hard not to have that sort of reputation cultivated that's funny you said that because that is true about you uh and i know in my career during my career i've had different conversations obviously over over time too with dave shearer and neither of you guys have ever tried to 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 do something like that i know with me anyway ask me any questions or insider stuff and uh, or what's going on behind the scenes is this guy you know i and that and that's cool and you guys uh you know I've never done that. That's true. It's, but I, it's, it's just about being professional. You yes. Know? Well, that's my goal here every day. I try my best uh, to be as professional as uh, possible. Will you stop? But anyway. Um, you are a captain of industry, sir. You had to say captain. Oh, I didn't mean it like that. Buy a hat. You had to say captain. You got to be you a smartest. You didn't mean it like that. Swami Jones. That's you. Yeah, Swami Jones. I'm, I'm, I'm awake, Jones. You're lucky. It's been a long couple of days. Are we getting a Skype ready yet for Mike? <laughs> <laughs> All right, talk to me, buddy. What's up? What do you got? What kind of dirt you got? You know, the Samoa Joe thing was a big deal. I talked Samoa about it. Samoa Joe bit. thing was a big deal. And um, the one thing that I, I thought was cool was Triple H made the comment about prepare to meet your destruction. That's the title of Samoa Joe's theme song in WWE. What? Oh, I didn't know that. I did not know that. So I, I, And it was funny. Like, I was watching it, and obviously I didn't know. I knew he was there. Because you know he was at. T- I knew he was, I, a lot of the NXT guys are at TV this week, mm. um, just because they were kept for the Rumble, and they even brought like some of the some of the uh, developmental the trainees from the Performance Center to the Rumble, so they could kind of see well, like this is what you're working towards, this is what your goal is, and I thought that was a cool idea. Mm. Um, but 
like Seth was coming to the ring, and I'm like, there's got to be a twist. What's the? I'm sitting there like, what's the twist? Because there's no way these guys are going to have a physical fight before, yeah. you know, they, they they have the WrestleMania deal. Of course, yeah. And then, boom, Joe hit him, and yeah. I was like, that is genius. Because <clears throat> everybody seemed to be waiting for Joe to pop up, but no one really knew what the, the, the role was going to be, what brand it was going to be, when it was going to be. There was a big uh, letdown when he didn't pop up in the Rumble. So yep, I, yep. I, I thought it was great because... And, and I compared him to you when I did my audio on PW Insider talking about Raw last night. I, you know, he came off like a killer. Like, you know, he was Triple H's hired thug. He was the bounty hunter, you know. He was Boba Fett taking out Han Solo. I thought it was great. Yeah, man, I really did too. And and uh, I think um, I think this is mu- a much better position and debut for Samoa Joe, um, you know, on Raw and or SmackDown, obviously Raw. As opposed to being one of the thirty in the Royal Rumble, I think this is a much better situation for Samoa Joe. I'm very happy for Joe; uh, it's well deserved. Um, I, know, I am, I am, I am too. And I, you know, he's been one of the most influential guys when you look at that generation of the post WCW slash ECW era yep. of guys who forged their names on the independents and kind of set the tone for what the independents are now. The early days of that were really, you know, Joe, CM Punk, Dan- Daniel Bryan, AJ Styles, Chris Daniels. Those are, that was like the quintet of the guys who really started to become name-level value performers based on their exploits. And, and there's other guys as well, but those are the guys. Loki, I don't want to disrespect Loki by not mentioning him as well. Oh, great. Yep, but, yep. you know, those are like the guys, the six guys that – they sort of began to build their name around the online community and their exploits on the independents and internationally to the point where they became legitimate name brand talents just yeah. based on that, not based on the machine of I'm working for a national company and that national company made my name. And, you know, it, I always felt like the latter end of Joe's TNA career, he was hand, and you were there, so you know he was handled so badly from oh, a creative yeah. standpoint. Oh yeah, I know. I was behind the scenes. I, I heard it. Like, <laughs> yeah. I, I hate using this word, but I don't know a better way to describe it. I felt like he got complacent because they got complacent with him. Like he, he like they didn't invest in him at, at beyond a certain point, and then he just was like, "All right, going through the motions. This is what I'm going to do." And uh, let me let me let me let me tell you the deal, Mike. Hang out because I was there. I was behind the scenes, not just with him, but with a couple other guys, uh, but namely Joe. Because a lot of times I had to be the guy that because we had such a good friendship, Joe and I, to go talk to Joe or something like that. Uh, and there was nothing really to talk to Joe about. But the thing was, they didn't appreciate Joe. Okay, I that's, agree with that. They didn't appreciate Joe, especially later on. And and I'm so happy for Joe because Joe did it the right way. He stuck it up their ass by going succeeding in the toughest place it is to succeed. Not just NXT, but now in WWE, you know, at Raw. And uh, you know, I was talking, Mike. Uh, you know, it's interesting to see what you think about this. I think you might agree. But I was talking earlier in this show here about, and I remember being a TNA, and so many of these guys were so successful in TNA and were so great. And I never thought a lot of us backstage that were in WWE. And then went to TNA. We all at times we talk privately and without naming names and and say certain names. I don't think this. I don't think Vince would ever hire this guy. I don't think he'd hire that. Well, some of these guys are too much, you know, locked in and, and galvanized as TNA guys. They get the bad rub from the TNA name. They've been in the TNA too long, 
And God, um, and it wasn't a knock on these guys' talents. And some of those guys were a Samoa Joe, a Bobby Roode, an Eric Young, an AJ Styles in particular. I mean, uh, saying those things, uh, uh, Austin Aries, saying those things about these guys, not knocking the guys, all respectful, in a respectful tone about their awesome abilities, just because of the bad rub or the amount of time. And God, I know I can say right now, I was dead wrong on that because... I did never think we'd see this. These guys that were in TNA so long with their success. And I put over Triple H earlier. Vince is not the guy. I mean, at the end of the day, Vince is bringing them in with the money. But Hunter's the guy finding these guys or knows of these guys. So I got to tip my cap to him. No, and and the last year and a half, two years that Joe spent in NXT, it allowed Joe to get back into, let's say, fighting shape again. Because the Joe that came out last night, he was on fire. And that was the Joe that we saw in the early era of TNA, the Joe that we saw in Ring of Honor. And, you know, Joe and Joe just coming to TNA changed the paradigm because suddenly he was not getting the brand new refurbished WWE name or a new personality or a new presentation. He was the Samoa Joe that we'd seen wrestle all, all over the world. And that was a change from what WWE was doing up until that point with developmental guys who even had some sort of name on the independent Seth Rollins. You know, he wasn't Tyler Black coming into NXT. He was Seth Rollins. John Moxley became Dean Ambrose and so on and so on. Joe allowed for there to be guys who were existed elsewhere to come into NXT and still be that same presentation, still be that brand name, still be that talent. And he and, and I, he really opened the doors, I think, you know, with his great work for Young to come in, for Bobby Roode to come in. Just I like agree. the I Dudleys agree. coming in, I think, opened the doors in some way for you to come in and still sort of be presented as this is the Taz from ECW as opposed to a completely, you know, fresh character or a completely different presentation. Of uh, I, no, I, I totally agree um, with that. Absolutely. The Dudleys, yeah, and I've talked to, you know, uh, Bubba and Devon and myself, we've talked about that uh, years ago a bunch of times that when, when they went in, it really helped. Definitely uh, open doors, uh, and that was a shocker when they left. But that was a long time ago. But yeah, that they definitely were a huge part of the opening doors for me for sure, um, without a doubt. But the thing you, it's interesting because I know we've talked in the past about Joe and when he went to NXT, and like at that time, as you just so well he put. I mean, it just it really changed things up, and I think you got to put over the WWE for being into that and being cool with that and letting that go down. And changing the way things are, and I talked earlier too about WWE. And sometimes I'm hard on them, and I and I know you are too. But I gotta say, man, um, they really uh, they are not complacent, and that starts with Vince. And I went through a whole thing earlier about it, Mike. I mean, if you get a chance later, you'll hear it or watch it. But that that Vince, when you work there, dude, like he doesn't have this attitude, like, hey, you know what, you know, we're just, um, you know, we're the top. No one's catching us. We can do whatever we want. We're WWE, and and that's true. But that's not the attitude. There's a lot of pressure put on people there. Vince puts pressure on himself. Vince holds people accountable. He holds himself accountable. And uh, and all, all, all the heads of state there are like that. And I think that's why they're successful. And I also think they're trying to change the way they do things. Okay? And I think that's why you'll see shows like a talking smack where they're kind of they're trying to shoot, but they're not. You know what I mean? Um, in the show they did that, they had that, that demo show they had with JBL and, uh, and Heyman. You know that that type thing, or the ECW thing they did with with us, or the uh, the table for three. I'm just saying they're kind of pulling back the curtain more. Where back in the day they never did that. Yeah, they're, they're, they've definitely cast cast a wider net in the last couple of years. Like you, I know you earlier you were talking about 205 Live and yeah, the yeah. presentation, but uh, you know four years ago those guys wouldn't have gotten WWE deals. They would have been seen no, as too short, true. or not true. heavy enough, yeah, yeah. not the WWE style. 
you know, look at the influx of international guys, whether it's guys like Nakamura or Hideo Itami, or the uh, the British guys, you know, doing a you know pretty much a British wrestling, a British independent show, yeah. more or less uh, under the WWE umbrella. They've tried to change what they what used to be what what existed and what were was was the definition of the WWE style has changed. Look at the match John Cena and AJ Styles had at the Rumble. That was a match, and just I don't mean the talent, but the style of the match that was done. That was something that you wouldn't have seen in WWE four or five years ago. Wait, who did you, you said you said John Cena? You said the John Cena the championship match, John Cena and AJ, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, you're right, you're right. Yeah, with okay. all the near falls and yeah, yeah, yeah. everybody yeah. kicking out. That's a totally different style than most WWE formula formulaic matches might have been a couple of years ago. Yeah, no, no, I totally agree. You know, so it's it's interesting, and and I I, I got to say, you got to give them credit for for not being complacent and not just sitting up top and uh, like, hey, you know, we're we're, we're king. We don't have to change nothing. We do what we got to do, and that's that. You know what I mean? Yeah. So. And, I, and one thing I think, you you know, I did hear the segment earlier. The one thing I do think that you kind of conveyed very well was when you're there, there is a level of accountability, and there is pressure there that I think most people watching the company do take for granted in that it's not like, all right, we're going to put on a show. Here's the show. The level of production and the level of planning and the, and, and the professionalism of the crew that works there, both on camera and behind the scenes, given how many changes are made over the course of the day before those cameras turn on and they go live is amazing. Because you know as well as I do, there will be segments that are ripped out of that script while they're on the air. Oh, God, yeah. Something will be written on the fly, and everybody from production to the talent to the referees to the agents to the people filming to the lighting to the sound, they all have to change on the fly. And that is not something that's easy. I totally agree, bro. Uh, so, all right, what else? Because i got to go to break. So what else you got going on? Hit me some other stuff. What do you got? Anything else? I, or what? I, 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 got, I, got a, I got some spoiler stuff here, but Uh-oh. I don't want anybody in Saudi Arabia to call me and yell at me. Saudi Arabia. Look at this guy. <laughs> Come on now. What, what are you? Comedy Jones over here. Not today. Um, so it's spoiler stuff. So now how do we handle this now? So this is a live show. It's a live show. It's, it's a spoiler regarding the WWE Hall of Fame. So now, hold on a minute. So now you expect me to tell my audience to stop listening to or watching my show right now because you're going to give a spoiler. No, I'm saying if you don't want me to do a spoiler, I won't. I don't want anybody from Saudi Arabia to call you and yell at you <laughs> and say I'm pointless. I mean, I, I, I don't want that. I don't want you to have to deal with, with the, 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 the anger and yeah. the anguish this poor gentleman had. I felt well, that. I would appreciate a text next time prior, but I mean, you know, <laughs> well, that would have helped if we had a little conversation off air. You know what I mean? I mean, you're on social media a lot, I as am I. I can right now if you want. No, and it's too late now, but I mean, oh. you, know, we're, we're, you know. But, um, okay, so uh, producer Dennis, uh, Lumberjack Jones, how do we handle this? I mean, what do we do here? I don't know what to do. I feel like Mike's going to say it anyway. <laughs> I just have that I have that inkling. <laughs> All right, maybe in, a, in the description of the uh, podcast of the show. The we will, the we will let it be known. You'll let it know there is a Hall of Fame. But now that could affect my show and people might not want to listen. No, we can uh, we can timestamp it, okay. so that way people can. Ah, uh, see, you see what I got They're here. They're not going to stop see listening. They're just going to hum see, while he talks. See, for this I got. Part. See, Mike Johnson. We have a professional producer. That's what happens. Mm, timestamp okay. Jones. Maybe All next right. week we'll get Skype working too. Okay, so this <laughs> that's next week. <laughs> well said. Uh, so uh, shot Jones right there. So okay, so this is a spoiler alert. So mm-hmm. if you could pause the show. We won't get into depth. Mike Johnson is going to tell us, I guess. A Hall of Fame, the, the second member of the Hall of Fame. Uh, well, the interesting, every year, you know, they induct the tag team. Yeah. 
And a very interesting team that the, the word has been making the rounds the last couple of days, and I've heard it from four different people, so I believe this to be correct. But inside internally... I think I know who it is. The All right, go ahead. Ding Dongs. Oh, you're close. <laughs> remember them? You remember them, right? You're close. It was actually the Hollywood Phantoms. From, uh, <laughs> Halloween well, Phantoms. Can key um, so who So who'd you say, Rock and who? Rock and Roll Express, Ricky Morton and Robert ah, Gibson, I'm hearing. Well, that's well-deserved. I mean, absolutely. we just saw them at uh, Delete, 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 yes, Delete. Yes. Remember, we just saw them. Mm-hmm. I think Ricky's still up in the scaffold somewhere. <laughs> that's awesome. Which uh, that was a rib. He didn't know that was coming. I'm sure it was a rib. No, I didn't know the story, <laughs> but that's pretty funny. Um, so, yeah, very deserving and very unique team. Obviously, they you know they had a little cup of coffee in WWF uh, mm. coming in through Smoky Mountain Wrestling, and then a couple of other appearances under the NWA banner, but never had a long run there. So, kind of a cool, a cool team. Uh, to be inducted, and uh, I, I'm hoping personally means it's going to open the doors one day for the Midnight Express to go in. I hope so. That's that'd be well deserved too. All right, I told you about ten minutes ago. I got to go to break. Uh, what else you got, bro? Because you're not used to doing live programming. I'm under the gun here. What else right, you got? I, I'm good. I'm good. We can go. That's it. That's All it. Right. PW Insider Elite Gimmick Stamps Furnum. Give me a quick sell on that. All right, you can check out PWInsiderElite.com for three days free right now. You can check us out on Twitter at PWInsider.com. Check out me at PW. Uh, check out me at Mike PW Insider on Twitter, and uh, I thank everybody for checking this out. All right, Big Mike, I appreciate it, brother. Thanks for coming on, buddy. All right, have a good week, everybody. Talk good to you later, time. man. Be good. So there you go. That's uh, the Mike Johnson, ladies and gentlemen, right there. I got to go to break. Uh, other side of break, uh, we will not discuss that spoiler anymore, but that's awesome. No, because I don't want people, if they fast Correct. forward, I don't know what people do with their frigging devices. Okay, Dennis? You're laughing at me like I'm an idiot. Uh, fourth quarter city. Are we going to be doing Soren on social media? We can. All right, we'll do that later on in the fourth quarter. Also got to keep going into Raw. Got people calling the show. We over's trending. Why is hashtag the Tash show not trending? But at least we over's trending. It's weird because they usually pair them together, you would it's think. It's a typical ego thing. That's why the fans, it's all about them. We over, we over, we over. Tash show, be right back. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and Play it at play.it. All right, so, uh, yeah, fourth quarter city right here on this Tuesday edition. Been talking uh, raw, trending edition of the show. Not hashtag the Taz show this time. Hashtag we always trending, so that's cool. Thank you, everyone out there who's engaged with the show via live. Maybe you're doing that on the gimmick chat at tazshow.com. Or maybe you're doing it uh, on your... Twitter account or something like that. You can be doing that. Or right now on Facebook Live. We are on Facebook Live at um, facebook.com slash the Taz Show. That's what one Z T A Z. I know we've got a lot of new people uh, listening or watching the show live because we just did the special right after the Royal Rumble on CBS Sports Radio this past Sunday night and across the United States on a plethora of CBS radio-owned you know, radio, terrestrial radio stations. So Got a lot of new people like, oh, dude, I didn't even know you had a show. I wasn't familiar, you know, stuff like that. That's why you people got to spread the word of the show. I put that on the audience. It's not my fault. I put that on the audience. I put that totally on the audience. Uh, you got to, you got to favorite. You got to like the, the Facebook. You got to, what do you got to do? Not favorite. What do you call it when you let people know? You, you, share. you pin it, pin it, share it. Whatever the frig you people do, just get me over. Really, just get it over, dude. You see this? Damn it. So The bed's uh, only so long. Oh, there it is. Dude. Uh, so, you see when I do that? You see that reaction? You know what that means? You know what I'm looking to do? 
I, I take a guess. Yeah, right. And start throwing. Right. When I start computers going, when I start pro- looking around, yeah, I start things, doing that. Yeah, too. I'm look. I can't reach the belt over there. I'm looking for things to throw heavy objects at you. Um, anyway, uh, yes, I threatened the man on the air, so that's kind of what I do. I'm not really PC, but I'll edit that. Out. Yes, the thing is that I uh, was saying something. I don't remember, but people are calling the show. What was I saying? Trent, you want to share, like, pin? Yeah, but the Facebook Live. I go on there. I got the gimmick chat. It's kind of a. It's two worlds collide there. Yeah, you know what I mean, like. But the thing is, the face, we still do the Facebook Live because you could do that from your mobile. Right. They, the, the, the digital people here at CBS, have still yet to get the gimmick chat at Tashro.com up and running on... Um, I'm not on Snapface, instant chat. On, what do you call it? On a mobile device. On For mobile device. That's a problem. That's a problem. Okay? They better be careful. I'll walk the frig out of here. Okay? I won't even... I'll, oh, I'll, well, I'll be gone, dude. I'll quit. They don't get that done? I'll be out. Like a ghost. Oh, dude, yeah, forget it. Gone. Gone. I'll just be somewhere else. They don't want you. Kidding me? They love me here. Kidding me? Uh, hey, uh, Curtis in Orange County, California. You're on the Taz Show. Hey, what's up, buddy? What's up, champ? Hey, uh, I just wanted to apologize for saying the P word on your show the other day. No, nah, it's week, okay, buddy. I, I gave up. I'm, I'm kind of. I'm saying the P word now too, dude. I, no, I say, no, no, no. You can't uh, be doing stuff like that. No, but I you're, I, you're you're the leader, man. You gotta you gotta lead by example. I know, I know. You're right. No, you're right. But uh, Kurt, I just I can't win anymore. I I try to explain to people that it's not a podcast. It's a live video show first. But you know what? I give up. I I I've got. I, I think I think. Dennis Jones is right. It's an uphill battle that you know you need you need to die on. If, if this this is the hill to die on. This is true. Well, <laughs> yeah, if it exactly. means if it means anything to anyone, my contract <laughs> and my contracts that I've been under here it used to be a podcaster contract, and uh, the, my past two contracts are say uh, basically CBS Radio talent. So I'm just saying illegal ease. That's what it says. <laughs> So uh, exactly. So so, and you carry your contract with you, right? Like always. You yeah, I have it. I have. I have, my, I have my attorneys are out the door. Everybody, my agent. Yeah, I have my whole team point, of people. Point at the contract and just say, "This is not a podcast." <laughs> okay, but, uh, Kurt. How hey, can I help you, sir? <laughs> just another quick question. Yeah. Uh, I have a 13-year-old nephew, and he watches wrestling like since forever. Cool. Since uh, like he was like two or three, my nephew. Right. Right. Okay. And uh, and I was recently talking to him and his friends. And his friends uh, are convinced that all of wrestling is not real. Mm. Well, I'm trying to figure out a way that I can convince them otherwise. I know they're like, oh, yeah, it's all pre-planned out and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, well, yeah, but, you know, everything that happens in the ring is is not fake. It's all the physicality well, and, well, you know, well correct Kurt, what you tell them is that you know, well they're correct i mean 99% of the time the, the 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 ending of the match is predetermined for sure but uh, you know i think the word fake people get hung up with that word and it's not really a proper word i mean um, just because the, the finish of the match is predetermined doesn't mean that to your point to these kids that the physicality is not real because it's very real right. i mean many right. of us and, had to leave the ring at a young age because it's very real you know from injuries right. so that you could yeah. tell them, you know i mean uh, and like they're convinced that you know the chairs and everything like that the chair shots and all that how old are these kids like, how old are these kids uh 13 14 okay well you know they they really i was i thought they were a little bit older maybe you could hit them with a chair um <laughs> 
they're not. Well, the ones, I still could, I guess. No, but that's kind of you got to wait till they're at least twenty-one, and then because they're a grown-ass man, and you could just start swinging chairs. That's but I digress. True. But the thing <laughs> is, the chairs are very real, and that I can tell you. And they're, they're the little that they little kids. I mean, what are you gonna do? I mean, gonna do. But uh, Curtis, thank you for calling. Thank you, I appreciate it. You know what I mean? Uh, so that's the deal on that. So I, what else on Raw did I want to talk about? I, I kind of hit on a lot of stuff throughout this show. We're on Facebook Live, by the way. All the all the jobbers are on there. They're going crazy. Uh, they, they love it. Uh, Dutch Lopez right there. He said, Taz is God. Okay, that guy's a genius. We know that already. Uh, Brian Hurd, Armrest Jones. Good point. Yes, that's because I, well, I have, uh, for a guy who's not tall, I have long arms. I'm like a freaking gorilla. And um, What's wrong with being comfortable? There's nothing. I know during the break, I looked over at you. You were nuzzled up with a gigantic oatmeal cookie or something. It was uh, honey oat. No one cares. Okay, cool. So anyway, um, I was... Uh, <laughs> I, I'm sorry. I'm reading some of these Facebook things. And people just bury people for no reason. It's unbelievable. Social media. You got to love social media. People just bury people. That's why a lot of people just stay done with social media. They don't want to deal with it. I'm done with the tablets. It's just because it gets to a point where it's like, you know what, dude? Some people bury people on there, and, and it's like, you know, they have to things. Someone's going to say something to someone. They're not going to tell some guy or girl to their face. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. It's just it's a little it's a little disheartening. If you haven't heard, that stuff happens on social media a lot. <laughs> I'm just saying. If you haven't heard, I'm just telling you. All right, so on Raw, uh, what else? Um... I, uh, oh, one thing I wanted to point out about Raw, uh, to, when we saw that big bump through the announce desk that Chris Jericho took, you know, Jericho got destroyed by Strowman before the match. It was for the Universal title, Strowman's going to wrestle Kevin Owens. I think they did a good job throughout the show of Kevin Owens trying to gather this thing, Chris Jericho not really saying, uh, kind of saying to Kevin, well, look, dude, you know, I'm kind of busy, I'm kind of banged up. I thought that was pretty cool. I like Chris's performance on that. Uh, Chris took a good bump through the announce desk by Strowman. It was very heavy. If you look at the kick, the front kick that he gave uh, Chris Jericho, it was pretty stiff. Um, it, uh, <laughs> it was pretty stiff, and um, it, it felt good. It felt right, and then the bump through the table felt right. Here's my problem. Um, I felt like when they came out, the announcers finally got their stuff together and put their headsets back on. I felt like... Uh, I did feel like the announcers undersold what just happened. I feel I know they got to move on. They got a Universal Championship match. You got Strowman's a big threat now to Kevin Owens. I got it. I understand that. But I really I've been in this position, and I felt like they undersold it a little bit. I really do. And you know, it's just my opinion as a viewer that was at home watching. Um, I I just you know, you you disagree or. Yeah, they did. I mean, the fact that Braun Strowman, who's supposed to be this giant monster, just, well, he is. just he is. well, he is, yeah, just comes over to the announce table, destroys it in front of them, and then they were like, "All right, and here's the match." Right, like it just seemed like they you know, they, they should ha- they should have had more fear. It, it should, yeah, I was a little surprised because I got to say, you know, you know, Cole and Corey Graves do a pretty good job of this, you know, uh, usually, um, especially Cole. He's been around this this type of stuff for a long time. I've been there with him with with it. And uh, I was a little surprised that, and look, it happens. You can't, you you can't score a touchdown every time you touch the ball, and you can't. It's unfair almost to judge guys that are calling that much wrestling every week. I've been in that position, but because you're only a lot of times you're only talked about when you make a mistake or say something wrong. I've been in that role, and I and and you know you understand that's being critiqued as part of the game. 
Um, so I would always say, yeah, okay, let's get this straight. So in a two-hour show or whatever on SmackDown or Raw or three hours, whatever the heck it is, or a pay-per-view, you know, I say four or five or 6,000 words or whatever the heck it is. So in this one sentence, I, I, I mess up or I screw up or it's not a good sell. And now the media or, or whatever we want to call these people in the business are going to critique what, what I did but ignore the other 4,700 friggin' words that I said. So that's the other thing. So that's why I try to put the announcers over as much as I can. But something like this, I think, was a big, big bump. And it's the universal title. And, and Kevin Owens is in dire straits. And his boy, uh, Chris, Jer- just, Chris Jer- Jericho, just got killed. And uh, through that desk, I just felt like they needed to sell that, that bump a little bit bigger and better. Uh, it's hard, though, because you do have a match to call. And you can't stay focused on it. I do think that they kind of just blew it off. That's just my opinion. Um uh, also, another thing I want to say, I, th- I was very happy about Tony Nese, uh, that, that Tony Nese looks like he's starting to get the right kind of oomph, and I've put Tony over for a long time on my show here. Um, uh, he's underrated. I said that a while back. I might have tweeted months and months ago, sign this guy, and you know, and he got signed. I'm not saying because I said that, but I'm just saying I, 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 I'm a big fan of Tony Nese. Don't be surprised, though, if Tony Nese doesn't have to shave his beard soon. That wouldn't shock me because you got two guys. What's up? I'm not, a, I'm not a big beard shaver. No, no, I know. You made an eye. You made an eye. It's like, oh, boy. Like, what the? Because you don't, you can't have, you know, two, you know, you got in the cruiserweights, you got the champ now is, you know, Neville. There was a time in WWE you couldn't have a bald head and goatee, you know? And I, 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 don't, I don't disagree with that. I think, you know, because it gets confusing. So I'm okay. not saying Tony Nese looks like Neville, but they're both muscled up guys. Similar looks, not Similar looks, identical. right. And, and they got the beards and all this stuff. I'm just saying, don't be surprised. That's all. I, I, mean, I might be wrong. I'm not saying he's, Tony should shave his beard, but I wouldn't be shocked if someone told him to shave his beard or suggested, hey, bro, shave your beard. I'm just saying. So, um, um, you know, I, he is a, uh, he's a tremendous hand. He's a tremendous talent, uh, Tony. He's tremendous. Uh, I know they're both heels, but God, I'd love to see that just really, like for for the championship, Neville and Nice. I think that'd be awesome. I really do. Um, Neville, you know, like I said earlier, I went crazy about the coronation thing. I, I just don't think with these cruiserweights you should be booking them like this, booking them the same way you're booking the rest of the talent. They need to be action-packed, X Games-esque, kind of like the, the way X Division was done in TNA. A lot of things were done wrong, I said earlier, in TNA, but I'll tell you, that X Division was done right for a long time. Uh, a lot of the guys that you're hooting and hollering for, you know, some of your younger fans or not-too-savvy fans that are in NXT or the WWE right now, a couple of those cats were in X Division and did pretty well. <laughs> so uh, I'm just telling you right now, like, it's it's legit. Um, so that's a big thing to me, I, I think. Uh, and by the way, I want to backtrack real quick before we do so on social media. Um, you know, Mike Johnson said something about... Um, about things changing on the fly in WWE. He says, Taz, you know this so well. Things change all the time there right before the show. And he's right. I mean, that's a total truth. That's happened a lot of times. There was one time. I'll tell you, uh, you know, it was not one time. Several times, I should say. Not one time. Several times. Not a ton. Where And I talked to you about this off air, Dennis. Where, like with our show, when we do a run sheet, there's different versions. Version 1, version 2, right or wrong, right? Always adding, always taking away. Right. So there's an email that goes out to the staff behind the scenes and myself. That's a different, you know, structure of the show and different things that have to be hit. Um, and uh, we, the most we go to maybe version 3. And and I've talked to 
you about in WWE, man, especially during my time calling SmackDown, where, dude, I can't remember. We we were up to like some like big pay per views, sometimes up to like version like 17, 18, 19. Uh, there's a team of writers. They're printing out and they print them. They print them. They hand you printouts to everybody because Vince does works with a printout. And then they now they color code them. Now it's like so you know when you get to certain colors. I remember going to the announce desk with our run sheet, and at times there'd be a production assistant during a break or right before the show would start live or even in segment one would come out and hand you a new run sheet. And 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 it was changed up until as the show started. That happens a lot, and I hear it kind of happens sometimes still. And from an announcer perspective, I've seen Michael Cole get like crazy angry, <laughs> like because they'll try to take back your old run sheet. No, and he will not let it happen because all his notes are on there. So like in the play-by-play guy, especially a guy like Cole and Jr., these guys take like a lot of notes. You know, a lot of notes. Um, I would take down some notes. I'm writing mine like on a napkin or something. There's mustard stains on it. You know what I mean? I'm eating a kanish. You know, but but like you want to now you got to transfer your notes. But if it's happening at the announce desk, you can't transfer your notes from one version to the next version. Now, you know you got to keep both versions at the table. So um, I don't know. But he said that I thought about that, and then I wanted to bring it up, and I didn't. Uh, let me take one more call before I get rolling here with Soren on social media. Dan in Westchester, you're on the Taz Show. What's up, dude? What's up, Taz? Taz on. Sports Radio. Love the uh, WFN thing you did. Oh, yeah, better. yeah. Mike's on. <laughs> you know, that's the one you're talking about, right? Yes, sir. Stop! Okay. Um, Put my mic on! What's going on, bro? <laughs> Not much. Um, so I watched the uh, the Rumble with a bunch of my buddies, and uh, I guess you could call them part of the uh, CWC. Mm. And um, I always had the challenge every big four pay per view to uh, you know explain to them what happened every three months. Right. So it's always a, it's kind of a challenge. Yeah. And um, they watched Raw last night as well, mm. and so they're big Triple H fans from back in the day. It's just like a meeting. You guys are meeting at a house. You're drinking beers. You're all together. What's going on? Exactly, yeah. There's, there's, there's drinks are flowing up, lots of adult beverages. Of course. Yeah. And, um, you know, food, the whole, the, the whole, the whole it's thing. It's like a big, it's a friggin', it's a, it's, it's a tailgate. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. You know, it's a meeting of the five fans, basically. <laughs> okay. And um, so, you know, Triple H comes out, and this is, a, this is one of the biggest challenges. He comes out, all my friends freaking pop. Right, right. For, for, uh, for, for, for the guy, because, oh, man, right. Triple H is back. And they're cheering him, and the, the crowd's cheering him too. Last night, you know, you can hear it. And Seth Rollins comes back, and he gets and he's getting booed. And he's by supposed to fr- by your friends mm. and the crowd too, a little bit, a little bit. Oh, like, yeah, yeah. So I'm like, no, he's kind of like the bad guy here, and that's like a constant struggle to like. It's like a secret. You got to like tell like what they're trying to do and what's actually happening. Well, because your friends are casual fans, correct? Yeah, but I even tell the audience was going that way too. They're like, you know, why? They're like, why is Seth Rollins mad? I was trying to explain. They asked like, why, why do I? Why should I hate uh, Triple H right now? I'm like, well, <laughs> I don't really know. <laughs> to be honest, <laughs> I know why should I hate Triple H? Where where we just had Seth Rollins insult the guy's wife. Uh, yeah. Right or wrong, we haven't seen Triple H at all really on Raw in a long time, but we see Seth Rollins every week, uh, and Triple H is a huge star. Why do I hate him? Well, that's a good question. I don't have the answer. But, yeah, and they, they but, said, hey, yeah. I just threatened his kid. Right, well, that, that, and that 
that's true too. He just said, I'll, I'll wait on your doorstep. You know, I understand that, what they're trying to do with Seth Rollins. But like I said earlier, and thank you for calling, Dan. Like I said earlier, you know, they did. The WWE did do some things that were pretty good um, in regards to finally getting some uh, legitimate, uh, legitimate heat for Hunter by having him let Joe do the heavy lifting, beat up Seth, and then not touch him, meaning Triple H doesn't even touch Seth Rollins. That goes a long way, folks. That's the things that you don't think about, but that builds heat. That's very smart what they did there. All right, we can do Soren. I got people on Facebook Live. I got people on the on the gimmick chat. Everybody's running around. With tre- we over might still be trending. I don't know. Is the task for trending? I'll look into that. We got a lot of things going on. Okay, we're gonna do we we're gonna do uh, soaring on social media, right? This is a big moment here. We have it. We over still trending, by the way. That's right. I don't worry about the audience. Taz oh. is still trending. Oh, trending, still trending. I gotta get a new one now. It's gotta be a we over one. That's all right. It's part of the Taz show. It's all embodied. Mm-hmm. I don't want to get stuck up on uh, hung up on the semantics. Stop. Are you ready, guy? Ready when you are. Okay, go. Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and we can't forget Snapchat, bitches. Ha! Sign on social media with the Lumberjack. I'm out on Snapface, Vincent Chad. Best open, dude. You got the best open, bro. So far, so good. We, We actually have the longer bed version of it, too. I have, I've... I've talked to the people I needed to talk to. And, and begin. Okay. Let's go first. We're going to go. Uh, it's rumble heavy. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. I thought you were going to play the long, play the other version. Oh, oh. Well, so then, then it's, you know, you got to yeah, yeah, bed for yourself. All right, right? all right. Here. We'll st- and just jump right into it. Yeah, it's, it's back. Day, night, cold, hot. <laughs> there it is. All, all right. Here we go. Go. It's rumble heavy. Right. Uh, first, I want to start with. Kevin Owens, great match with the Roman Reigns. He had he in the match he pulled off a stunner, Stone Cold stunner, yes. pretty famous finishing move. Yes, nobody's had it since because it's really connected to one man. That one man. Uh, Stone well, well, Co- when did that stop wrestlers today from stealing people's moves? Well, that's is Steve Austin the only guy who has moves. That's taken what from I him? find funny because you know other finishing moves get recycled. Yeah, the stunner hasn't been touched. Since Stone Cold, yeah. and every—I mean—you saw Cena do the springboard stunner for a some, while. Some people do. Stuff. So, yeah, yeah. Um, I think Bailey did something recently, like a stunner. But it, nobody. But my point is, though, like people, these, these, a lot of the younger talent—not that they steal moves. It's like, but I, there's I only see, so I, many. Look, I moves. see Steve Austin's point. Trust me, believe me. I'm not a fan of. Oh, you want to try your best to be original, but continue with your segments. So Steve Austin tweeted Uh-oh. during the Rumble. Uh-oh. He said, "Damn." I guess I gotta teach Kevin Owens how to do a GD Stone Cold Stunner. Oh. Put some stank on it, kid. Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh-huh, which, uh-huh. which led. All right, great tweet, Stone Cold. Kevin Owens had a rebuttal. Okay, I like that. Simply puts, I'm not hard to find. I'm the one with the WWE Universal Title. Short, sweet, to the point. I really, I thought that was a great exchange between. Mm. Uh, a legend yeah, of the game, obviously, and an up-and-comer. Good. Not an up-and-comer, an established, but somebody that's trying to continue to to prove himself. I respect Kevin Owens for saying what he said to, you know, someone to the level of a Steve Austin. you got to, you know, keep your respect, and I get I get why Kevin Owens did that. Um, 
I understand that. I mean, but I mean, I, you know, also challenging someone. Uh, Steve is Steve and I are probably the same age, and he's he's probably just as banged up as I am. I know I couldn't get in the ring and work with anybody, and I think Kevin Owens knows that. <laughs> but but I get Kevin Owens' point. He's a heel. He's got to create that kind of buzz to get. A, you know, it's a good exchange for him in Austin. And you know what? It's it's Kevin Owens' time, and he's earned that time. And I don't blame Steve for saying what Steve said either on Twitter. So both these guys, and I respect both of them a lot. Uh, so, but I do think that Kevin Owens still has a long way to go to to catch up to some of the uh, accolades and accomplishments of Steve Austin. That's obvious. And I think down deep inside, obviously Kevin Owens is in that heel mode, so you can't blame him for what he did. That's cool, though. What else you got? Transition. We're running a little late here, guys. We're going to end the show a little late. Wait, whoa, 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 whoa. Is that, that you have a transition sound effect? I t- are you kidding me? I do. You are the biggest egomaniac producer I've ever had. I just thought it flowed. You did. No, you had that made. Wow. I, I mean, I, <laughs> wow. Wow. All right. I'll. I'll Taz I'll, Show Universe, <laughs> feel free later to, to let Dennis Jones. And, and No, they're going to humble you, big That's boy. That's fine. They're going to humble you. I am more than happy to be humbled. A star is born. His name is Dennis Jones, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Used to be behind the, the producer wall at CBS Sports Radio, and now he's got his own I wanted transition to, I wanted effect. this to be a great segment. Great segment, my ass, dude. You don't even have half the time i got to ask you if we're doing it. Who are you bullshitting? Great segment. Uh, you got sound effects transitions? I wanted it to be thorough. I wish I could see video Brian's face right now. He is probably cracking up laughing in that control room. He's enjoying himself. Because he's thinking, what? <laughs> Holy, you got, hit it again. Let me hear the transition sound. Okay, okay. Wow. And I, I'm glad this was clear with me for my show, that you have transition sound effects. That's nice. I can talk to the guys. I can get you some. Yeah, I, I actually know the guys, and they've never done that for me. All you got to do is ask. No, I'm not. I, the show is about the audience. The show's not about me. That's why we overhead uh, trends. Obviously, the show's about Dennis Jones. <laughs> Holy crap, Ola. I continue. All right, I'll go. I'll, I'll cut it short. I got one last one, a funny one from the Rumble. Uh, Braun Strowman came in, cleared house. Hold on. Uh, Cody Ennis here on Facebook Live. interrupted. Breaking news, he said, Taz is the co-host of the Dennis <laughs> Show. Uh, he's correct. He is correct. Today. I continue. One of his big eliminations. Who? W- Braun Strowman. Oh, okay, yeah. One of his big eliminations was the uh, the entertaining James Ellsworth. Yeah, oh my God. So after the, after the rumble, James took a big spill, obviously. Yeah. Simply tweets, did I win? <laughs> so I just thought that was a funny. Uh, oh, yeah. That, that, that type of tweet really going to make this, really going to make this segment work. Dude, you can have all the bells and whistles you want. You're gonna end like that on that. Week I got other know? ones, but we're running late. I don't want to. I don't want to sit here and. I'll tell you when the show's over. Well, no. Well, now I'm no, now no, I'm doing no, too much no, production. No, now no, I'm doing no, too well, much. Yes, because you're in the blender. <laughs> this is the blender. When you're in the blender, that means you're on my radar of being a douche. Okay. And then what? I, and because it's okay to be a douche, it's okay <laughs> to have an agenda, but we got to take care of home base too, right? I'm not gonna get into detail. You know what I mean, right? Oh, I got home you. Base. So when you take care of home base, then it's okay the star is born. Uh-huh. That was the problem. But you can't end the segment. I have others. I have others if we want to if you want me to, to do better. Well, 
Crank it up. Alright, we don't need the whole thing. Give me the, I, I don't the have the shorter version. It's a, well, I, you obviously have a team. You obviously have a team. You obviously have an audio team that does all your work for you. Holy crap. Alright, alright. Last one. Uh, Big E. A, uh, not quite Rusev-esque on Twitter, but very funny on Twitter. He was in the Rumble, obviously, with uh, along with New Day, and Who he's talking about Biggie oh, Langston. Oh, he doesn't go by Langston anymore. Langston. Um, he was—he's a bigger fellow. What a you lot! Know he played football in college. I do because you wore the shirt on Sunday. All right, continue. Um, Iowa Hawkeyes. Yes. Okay. He had a tweet that I don't know if people—I mean, nobody saw during the Rumble because, like you, you like you talk about the production team does a great job. Uh, but behind the scenes, there were people, there were fans there tweeting the the Mark Henrys, the mm. the Big Shows, the Big E's, the Bray Wyatts. They were taking golf carts from the ramp to the ring because it must have been a long, it's a long, yeah, long I, run. I, I worked uh, WrestleMania at, at the Astrodome. That's how it was. Same deal. Yeah. So, so they were doing it, and you know, fans were tweeting it out. So Big E tweets at the uh, late, late in the night, almost certainly getting the golf cart. Almost certain getting the golf cart Royal Rumble entrance was the company's not-so-subtle way of telling me I'm fat. <laughs> that's good. See, that's funny. That's a good way to end it. See, I'm trying to teach you how this is done, son. That's a good way to end it. That's a good way to end your segment. I like it. Well done. Okay? But see, I had to save the day. I had to come in and scoop you up because you flaunted like a slunker in the sea of, of ignorance. Uh, with, with that, with that, that the Ellsworth tweet that just sucked. So I, I'm here to help, even though I'm a little disappointed in you and your agenda. I really am. It's sad, actually, to see what you become. It really is. Well, why do you say that? Well, because how the hell do you add different audio elements to already? How how the hell do you add little elements like that? I mean. That's a good way to be fired. What are you nuts? You can't do that. And and you got to take care of home base, superstar. I want the production to be as great as possible. No, no, no. You need to worry about the show being great as possible. That's that's what I mean by production. And you need to worry about the podcast audio on demand dropping in time so the audience doesn't get upset because their free lunch is late. Oh. But the lunch is always free. Why did Taz go there? I don't have any interest in wrestling, sorry. Why, why would Taz go there? Well, you need to you need to worry about that stuff. See? This is I teach on the air, bro. I'm not like the guys at the network. This is why I teach on the air. You do. Hence why I go through producers like most people go through napkins at a lunch. So that's how I do this here. I, I think I got into most of uh, most of what's going on here on Raw. I think I hit most. Did I miss anything in your opinion on Raw, dude? That uh, is important. I don't think so. The Brock Lesnar Heyman promo. Any anything there? I you know I I um, I, I like that they're gonna obviously go out at WrestleMania. I think it's good that Brock was there as a surprise. I I, I do. I think that was good. I think Heyman's promo promo was pretty good. Um, you know, I mean, uh, I've seen Paul cut better ones, but you know what? It's tough. It's, he cuts a lot of promos. He gets a lot of airtime. Um, he's fortunate for that. That's that's a lot of airtime. I thought the promo was good, though. Um, you know, Paul's Paul. He's great. He's one of the best talkers in the history of the business. So, uh, But nothing to be jumped out like amazing. They say that Goldberg will be at Raw next week. I don't remember where it is, but it's going to be at Raw. 
And, you know, and then they both, Paul and Brock, you know, pointed to the WrestleMania sign. It was a nice surprise that Brock was there. And I think it's cool. I think instead of just having Paul come out and cut the promo, having Brock there do it, I think it adds to it. Obviously, Brock's the fighter, you know. At the end of the day, he's the, he's the subject matter. So I think that's that's cool. All right, on that note, uh, we're wrapped up here, guys. Okay, we ran a little late in the fifth quarter here. And thank you for getting hashtag we over trending. I appreciate that very much. And thanks again to everybody who checked out, who watched or listened to the special this past uh, Sunday. I do appreciate that that post show that we did. Uh, hopefully we keep doing more specials down the road. We've done several. And thanks to CBS Sports Radio for opening the doors for me. NWFAN, Mr. Spitz and Mr. Chernoff over there. Uh, the big wig down the hall here, Mr. Olivero. All these guys making it happen. They support uh, pro wrestling and they support me, Taz. And I appreciate that very much. So, uh, And hopefully you as the audience appreciate that too. Okay, guys, look, that's the deal. For everybody here at the Taz Show, for Video Brian, for Anthony, and the superstar known as the Lumberjack, uh, Dennis Jones. Oh, a star is born, folks. He's over like Rover. I'm Taz. You're not. We'll be at you tomorrow. Adios. To be honest, I don't even have a top 10 Me against the world, I've been doing what I really love Haters been hiding behind the screen, man, they movie cuts And when I'm back at home, it never feels the same Cause we've been doing our own thing, trying to stay up I wanna go back to days with no grades We ordered the kids meal, play ball, that's all day now I'm stuck looking at this Instagram page But these likes on my picture don't result in getting paid I've been wondering where the party at Cause all of my concerns Got me wondering where they got the Bacardi at So going for another drink Just to get away We gotta live it up Carolina here to stay 